fight. Three, two, one. Welcome to Arcade Attack. <laughs> A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Sonic Boom! What's happening, everyone? It's James with another Arcade Attack podcast and... As usual, I'm joined by the Rolls-Royce of podcast company. If, in fact, that Rolls-Royce had been sitting in a barn for 40 years and had no engine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you say, I always like to t- bring you up and tip you down again, yeah? Uh, I've got with me the delectable Dylan. Thank you, sir. Hello. Oh, I've got the charismatic Keith. How are you, sir? Oh, hello. Oh. hello. And the ardent Adrian. I couldn't, I couldn't find another A word, so ardent, <laughs> I thought, was uh, without being nasty. <laughs> Yeah, the A words are a bit Yeah, they're rude, rude aren't they? Yeah. They are, so ardent will Adventurous. go with Oh, there he goes. That was easy. He's recovered from his case of the squids. <laughs> yeah. He's with us. Again, Again yeah, apologies. <laughs> Again. I missed the last couple of episodes. What was it? It was like a dodgy egg curry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was like yeah. a curry say in an egg. Him. It makes him go grey just when you mention okay, it. Okay, sorry, mate. Sorry. He's like a sheet <laughs> all of a sudden, isn't he? Look. <laughs> Pale. How are we, chaps? Yeah, all, all good. Yeah. Yeah? Not too shabby. Do we know what we're talking about today? We might do. The impossible dream. The impossible dream. But we're going we're gonna to go on to what on earth this uh, pod is about this time. What could I possibly have up my sleeve that hasn't already been wheeled out of the toy box, shall we say? <laughs> well, just before I uh, pull back the old satin cloak on that one, I wanted to give a, a little insight into what I have to deal with when deciding on a pod topic uh, for you uh, listeners out there. And viewers, if you're on YouTube. And needless to say, this lot can be more of a hindrance than a help sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah? Especially that guy. Well, well, well Keith. Keith no, was probably he... me. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, all of you had you chipped it. Apart from Deal, I think Deal was quite supportive. So that, I'll, I'll take that. But um, I, so when deciding the episode, I, I threw a few ideas uh, out in our chat group. Um, and one of which was today's topic, uh, to which one bright spark replied, why don't you just do a pod on all video games ever? <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. was that? Who was that? Well, I did it tongue Adrian. in cheek. Yeah, tongue in cheek. <laughs> tongue in cheek, my you know what. Um, and, you know, at the, at the time, and not realising the, the sort of enormity of the task, I was like, yeah, all right, maybe, you know. And I was, wasn't I? I was like... You were considering yeah, it. Might yeah, yeah. Go. Um, and then I've kind of had a bit of time to digest the suggestion, and I can now safely say that there aren't enough hours in the year, yeah, to be able <laughs> to get that done. Um, even on a whistle-stop tour, I think I'd probably be permanently chained to a desk. Um, You'd be like a bullet train tour, wouldn't well, you? Well... Literally, and yeah. I think it'd be like a Santa Claus Christmas Eve kind of speed tour, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, let's face it, even if I did get it done, I think we'd probably have to bunk at Dill's house for a week to be able to record it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think that's the kind of you know company you want to keep for you know. I know you love us having around for podcasts, but no, no the not, smell the smell would be almost intolerable, yeah. Constant, done the bunker, speak for yourself. I'm incredibly <laughs> fragrant, <laughs> so even after a week, <laughs> well. You guys ain't showering here. <laughs> yeah, not, not, yeah, exactly. But um, there we go. But and, and I think um, uh, you know, sort of moving towards what what today's one is about. The, uh, the Keith, you also had something to say about that, didn't you? But we'll come on to that in a minute <laughs> when I actually sort of tell, tell everyone what it's about. So I've I've not done any video games ever podcast for obvious reasons. Mm. 
Um, but I've instead gone for a, a through the ages look at a genre which is seemingly quite underrepresented in today's market, actually, mm. and not as not as vibrant perhaps as it once was. Yeah, um, but it hasn't always been the case. Yeah, it's, it's it once was very vibrant. So today I'm going to take us through the humble beginnings and then the big old roller coaster rise and fall of the fighting and beat 'em up genre. Ooh. Now. The reason this is a big one is because I'm going to attempt to touch on both beat 'em ups, madness, and one v one fighting Keith madness. games. Keith, Keith madness. is shaking his. He can't Keith believe it. Madness. Keith's like you can't madness. do it. It can't be done. No, can't be done. It can't be done. Well, I'm going to attempt to do it, and I'm going to attempt to do it with 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 plenty of courage and effort and fearlessness. But I fear that. I'm going to get holes shot in me left, right, and centre <laughs> on the socials afterwards. So I don't mind. That's absolutely fine. Um. I'm going to... All I'm you have to do, James, is on. say it's the definitive history of and then one leaves one you alone. games and beat-em-ups, and that's it. People remember, can't argue with it. Do you remember, it? Dylan, I used to call beat-em-ups... So I, used to, I used to get mixed up. I got in trouble quite a lot on Facebook. Oh, you used Twitter. to call like Street Fighter a beat em up, didn't you? Yeah, and people used to be angry at me. People did get angry yeah. at you. But then I called uh, Ocarina of Time an RPG, and then yeah. I got it in the yeah. neck. So we <laughs> so both, we both yeah. And like... Basically, that's a public hanging offence, isn't it? To say the upshot, like the upshot is that me and Adrian don't care what other people think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm slowly coming round to your yeah. <laughs> to your way of thinking because I get it in the neck a lot on the old socials. <laughs> oh, you didn't include this. I'm sorry. Like, we don't care, mate. Go and do your own podcast. Yeah, get in the bin. <laughs> get in the my, bin. my point: Can you get beaten up in Street Fighter? Yes. Yes. Well, there you go. Then you can. You can get double knockout. Can you RPG in Zelda? Yes. Yes. Slightly. Light. light RPG, RPG light. light yeah Adrian giving us a visual demonstration with a very like a tooth, tooth his index finger and his thumb going like a little, little bit, bit of it. something <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of coffee cocoa beeble just one calorie just one <laughs> are we Sorry, are we James are we done Scott. lads are we done it's all right I'm used to Adrian hijacking not you lot as well so I'm sure he will at some point though so I'm, we've all, we're all gonna have stuff to say I've no doubt. But I'm going to have a, or try and have a look at releases across all platforms. So we're looking at arcade, home and stuff like that. And again, whistle stop. All right. So this is real kind of, you know. We're flying. We're going to fly. Litmus paper, kind of touch it on and job done. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see how we get on. Um, I've got the it, Mission Impossible theme tune in my head now. Well, if you don't like it, unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as per my usual kind of disclaimer, which I've kind of already touched on, I know I'm going to get. Um, I'm going to miss plenty of titles out and I'm maybe not going to give everyone's favourite games the spotlight time that they feel it deserves, shall we say. Um, but shout at me on the socials and we can have a chat about it. And then hopefully, if you guys tune into it, you might be able to back me up or not. I don't know. You might hang me out to dry. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So are we ready then, chaps, for a journey back in time to glimpse at the beginnings of the fighting and beat up genres? Strapped Dylan's, in and ready Dylan's to go. preparing himself with some kind of British <sighs> chant over there and a deep breathing exercises. I'm my, ready. My Keep body, smiling. My body is ready. And your, mind, your, mind, your mind's going, it can't be done. No. <laughs> Keith has been blinded by the light. And he's, <laughs> he's retreated, he's retreated a little bit. Are we just going to drop a load of lockdown song titles in, into the pod Blinded as we go by the yeah, Are you going to do the dance as well? No. No, okay. I'll move on. So... Adrian, I'm going to pick you this time. Would you kindly fire up the old time machine? Send us back. Now, does anybody know what year we're going to be going back to? Ooh. Ooh. Well, I I did play some (laughs) fighting games on the street, on the spectrum. So it's got to be around that sort of time. Okay. Give me me a rough year. 19... Yeah, I'm going to say 1982. 82 from age? 
Keith, I, give us a give us a ballpark. Um, eighty four. Eighty four. There's got to have been one on the Atari saying nineteen seventy eight. Deal's the closest. Oh, we are in fact going two years prior. Boom. To 1976. You think we'd have learnt by now? Whenever you do one of these, the earliest it's always game is earlier. always earlier. <laughs> the year so of 1927. Rocky. Rocky was the inspiration. The year of Rocky. Well, um, there is a tie-in here, and I'm glad what? you mentioned that. Yeah. Well, it's it's a basic tie-in, but it's it's a tie-in nonetheless. And we're going back to Japan, funnily enough. Uh, where we begin our journey in the arcades of the time. Now, do we know, obviously none of us were there, but do we know what sort of arcades were about in 1976, chaps? Any any rough ideas, oh, any kind of any names that you think really? might have? Yeah, lots of platforms. Space Invader is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space Invader Lots clones. of space shooters. and, yeah. and Dodgy, and, like Pong, Pong rip-offs. Yep, loads like of Pong Defender clones. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we had titles such as Road Race, okay, but sort of basic road racing games. Racing games, very, very popular. Um, and, and continue to be so F1 and we had a game called Breakout as well but the, the top sort of yeah, oh, of course yeah, yeah. yeah the top flight was Seawolf Gunfight and Wheels mm. in Japanese arcades of the mm. time now I don't know whether they were <clears throat> obviously named different things in Europe but mm. those were the top three in Japan of the year so um, <clears throat> they were the ones that everyone was playing but what you'll notice is a distinct lack of any sort of melee or hand-to-hand combat or fighting titles, of mm-hmm. course, yeah? Mm-hmm. There is a good reason for that in that they didn't exist, mm. yeah? They just didn't exist at all. And we talked about FPS games, we talked about RTS games and things like that, and they predate a lot of the a lot of this. Yeah. yeah? So 76 is way before then. Um, <clears throat> and, of course, we had uh, sort of video games going back to essentially sort of the 50s and 60s and sometimes even earlier than that in mm-hmm. terms of their very, very early predecessors. So, But we're looking at... Um, we're looking at October of 1976, actually. Um, and when when we saw what is now considered... A, it's, it's a lost gaming title, okay? It was it was called... Does anybody know the title of this 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 game does it okay let me let me let me put it another way what sort of genre or type of game would you think that the first um this is a 1v1 fighting game what what would you say would well, be the f- first if it's j- japanese or sort of asian related some sort of karate game you're very close you're very close i'm going to come on to that put a pin in that but you're judo not- no sumo uh, no it's in fact boxing Believe it or not, Rocky Link. Rocky Link. Indeed, he did did give us a clue. I did give you a clue. We're not smart, are we? I put the bait in the water, and none of you took it. Yeah, Um, yeah. October of 1976 is when we saw a game called Heavyweight Champ, Mm -hmm. uh, which was developed and released by Sega. Um, The game features two monochrome sprites with very sort of wide open mouths, gritted teeth, uh, standing facing one another. The aim essentially was to land hits uh, with a high or low punch attack to score points. Okay. Um, essentially think Pong with boxing gloves, sort of. Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, so two sort of stationary figures. And you could, well, I say stationary, you could do a, a forward move, but it was only sort of one frame mm. and you could punch. Um, and actually, for kind of two monochrome sort of boxing figures, they actually looked all right, to be fair. Mm. There was a little bit of detail there, funnily enough. Um, your players needed to, I mean, the, the quirkiest part about this was um, the control system. Because uh, I don't know if Keith, you want to do a quick Google search to, to satisfy you guys while okay. I'm talking about this. But um, if you be. look for heavyweight champ 1976, you will see indeed a cabinet, and it has a pair of red boxing gloves um, attached to the cabinet by movable rods, and you had to swing them essentially to throw punches. Woo-hoo! Yeah, so it was it was proper boxing. Yeah, yeah, you had to properly go for this. 
Um, the inspiration for this was from the fairground uh, games of old, such as the arm wrestling and test your strength machines. Yeah, all that type of stuff. Right. So the old fairground circus type stuff where you you know you put your ten p in or whatever, and you you go up against the arm wrestler. I'm sure we've all seen that one. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, oh, and you, yeah, and, the and you get up one. to the harder levels, and it's just impossible. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so so that was uh, they were you know great successes. They were still successful um, around the time of where, even when the arcades came out. And that's it. Kind of translated into some of the cabinets as well, which I find quite interesting. To be fair, I found it heavyweight. Oh channel. wow, for the seventies, that is pretty cool. Oh, that, that's, well. that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's right about the detail. Oh yeah, look at that. That's pretty great. It's interesting because you, you'd think that it would just be like a block. I was expecting it to be way more basic. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, it's a it's. I think there's more detail there than a lot mm. of people give it credit for. But the reason it's kind of lost is because no one can kind of really find the cabinets or there's kind of been parts or I think even if you could, you know, mega money yeah. um, and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, there's a corner of, of retro gaming, which is which is to do mm. with lost games, i.e. ones that weren't finished, you know, ones that don't survive anymore, mm-hmm. um, etc. So if you ever did manage to find a heavyweight champ cabinet in a barn somewhere. You never know. <laughs> my God almighty. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel work. <laughs> it's going to be worth uh, a lot of money. But it was a proper physical cabinet as well. So mm. obviously when we think about some of the 1v1 fighting games that we're going to come on to, you know, you, you just didn't have that kind of physicality to it. Mm. Um, yes, there was a lot of button bashing and joysticks, but you didn't have boxing gloves on movable rods, did you? No. True. The game was a, a massive success in Japan, uh, and it actually ranked third in Game Machine's arcade chart for the year in terms of gross takings. So it was clearly a, a you know a, a, a good idea to go for that kind of cabinet, and people were looking for that kind of game, even though it hadn't been around before. Uh, there's actually not much footage, footage or images online about the game. Um, as I've as I've said, it does uh, seem to be one of those that falls under the the lost category. Yeah, um, there are a few other titles around uh, shortly after that. Um, one called Warrior, which was essentially a a very basic sword game. Now, the hardware of the time couldn't actually render a background and have two movable characters. So you had like a printed background and then you had these um, sort of uh, drawn, white line drawn characters that had Mm. a sword and you could walk around the screen and swing your sword around to hit the other person. Yeah. Uh, Good fun little game. But again, it had its limits. Yeah. Mm. Big time. Uh, Like we said, a very basic 1v1 sword game. And we had something on the Intellivision a little bit later, uh, imaginatively called Boxing. Just boxing. Just just in television boxing. Just, just boxing. boxing. Now, this was, if you take what heavyweight champ was in regards to the detail, this was kind of the polar opposite. So oh. it had a ring and it had like the, the background like that from the speaker. Um, but the detail on their fighters was pretty woeful. Um, and the gameplay, was, it, there wasn't really a move forward from heavyweight champ. There okay. was a little bit more movement in the ring, but it was clunky as hell. And, and essentially the fighters looked just like kind of blobs so a lot of people there's not many people that have a lot of love for that game but it's part of the game in history so there we go um there was a and then came actually a little bit slightly later on was a pioneer of the button combinations for alternate moves and it was a game called karate (laughs) on the atari 2600 of course it was the atari 2600 um but uh, the genre as a whole, though, would have to wait quite some time before getting into its stride. So we had these kind of offerings uh, in the arcade and obviously on you know, the Atari, for example. But 
they weren't making enough waves, yeah. yeah? So Heavyweight Champ was quite a hit, but it was like a standalone. It was in a mire of, of racing games, space shooters and things like that of the time, yeah? So it's at that point that we, we have to actually leave the 70s behind. And that's it. They've gone up in smoke. We, we, there is nothing else to say on that, on that matter. There, now, there are a few other sort of unfinished and kind of low le- lower level titles that came out, but they were kind of just clones of what we've, what we've just spoken about. It wasn't actually until 1984, okay, where, where we saw uh, the next few, and I've, I've I've kind of gone into a bit of detail on these because they would kind of become essentially the among the most influential titles in in kind of the fighting genre, yeah, fighting and beat 'em up genre, mm. should we say? So <clears throat> games, you know, which would which would shape the way we kind of know fighting games now. And if you asked any modern or, or retro gamer, yeah. what do you think of when you say fighting and beat 'em up games? They come up with a few examples. Yeah, it would be molded on these examples. Yeah. So any ideas what these three might be? Yes. Okay. Age, Street Fighter, Double Dragon, and. Um, I'm going to say IK IK International Karate. So we're in we're in 1984. We're in 1984. This is before yeah, a bit, a bit Super early. Mario. Brothers. So you're you're not wrong. You're certainly not wrong. But we'll we'll come on to is that a bit later. One of them, Kung Fu Master. Kung Fu Master yes. is in there, Keith. Keith's got it. Yes. <laughs> um, Thank you. All. <clears throat> I absolutely love this game. I still play it now regularly. Yeah, it's hard as nails when you get further up the levels, but mm. I absolutely love it. So the first game I've I've put down as one of the the kind of very early influential titles was Kung Fu Master. It gets mentioned all over the place. Yeah, when you does. talk about retro yeah, gaming. Yeah. You talk about all of the you know the the big studios that were pumping out mm. releases in the early eighties. It's always up there. Yeah. Um, anyone know who who developed it? I nope. talked about it during the I Double Dragon did. Pod. I, I covered this. Yeah. We, we have. did because James touched on it with Double Dragon. It's Irem, of course. Oh, yes. we like Irem. Irem. It was actually it was actually known as Spartan X in Japan instead of Kung Fu Master. Um, and and for those of you that that, that aren't in the know about the game, uh, maybe for some some of the uh, newer listeners, this is a it's a two D side scrolling fighting platformer is is I think the official title. Although it is credited with being the first beat 'em up. Yeah. But yeah. the term wasn't yet used then. We'll come on to that. Pop mm. a pin in that. Um, where you control uh, Thomas uh, in his search for his girlfriend, Sylvie, who's been kidnapped by the evil crime boss, Mr. X. Um, Sounds like Elon Musk. <laughs> 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 Mr. Twitter. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Mr. X. Yeah. yeah. Of course. So you have to navigate right to left levels with enemies approaching from either side, and you can use either a punch or a kick or a jumping version of both to defend yourself and defeat the enemies. Uh, after you move through the level, uh, you encounter the stage boss, which is a much larger, more aggressive foe with, uh, that deals a lot of damage to you. Um, and each of those uses different weapons, different fighting styles, etc. So there's a lot of variance in in the level bosses. And also, as you go through the levels, in the standard enemies as well, which mm. is quite good for a very early beat-em-up. They, they got a lot right about that game. And as I said, I still play it now and still find it hard as nails. So um, I've only completed it a handful of times, I think. Not recently either. Um, and they get obviously more aggressive, more damage, and it gets a lot harder as you get up to like the fourth and fifth uh, levels. But defeat them, and you climb the stairs. Uh, do this for all five levels, and you rescue your beloved. Now, this thing, uh, this thing earned an awful lot of money mm. back in the day. A lot of coin dropped in it, um, and it was um, it was a, a big game, not just in Japan but um, across Europe and USA as well. Um, but we'll come to that in a bit. Our second Early Doors influential title, which shaped the genre, um, is another martial arts game. And Age, you tapped on this already. 
you touched on this already. And we've said there was karate before that on the 2600. There's actually one called Karate Champ. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like picture it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you can. If you saw a picture, you'd be like, mm. oh, I've, I've seen that. I've probably played it. Yeah. Um, I'm almost certain I had it on the CPC 464. In fact, I know I did. Um, and in Japan, it was called Karate Do in Japan. Okay. Uh, also from 1984, this was by Technos and released in arcades by Data East. Um, if Kung Fu Master represented the side-scrolling fighting scene, then Karate Champ was most certainly the nomination for the 1v1 style. Yeah. Uh, players fought either from the left or right, and they either chose the red or white um, characters, and they had a fixed combat area. So the aim was to hit your opponent by using a kick, a punch, or a sweep, and knocking them down to win the round. But there were some really quirky, funky bits to it as well. There were several different bonus rounds uh, where um, you needed to do things like kick objects that were thrown at you <laughs> from okay. the side of the screen. Which was interesting, mm. or you had to like chop a, a stack of boards in half, that sort of thing yeah, to score yeah, bonus yeah. points. Okay, and obviously at the time, the whole thing was who's got the best score, you know, yeah. who could. So that was part of it, but obviously you had the one v one as well. So you had a couple of different aspects. Mm. So you could see that the games were then starting to sort of develop and get a little bit more competitive, which previously you didn't really have mm. that live kind of competitiveness. Certainly not in a fighting game, anyway. So, as a side note, um, it was essentially. I'm going to. I'm going to get stick for this. I know I will. I'm going to get lots of stick for this. It was essentially copycatted somewhat by way of the exploding fist in that. I remember. I'm sure it had that on the spectrum. Yes. yes. Yeah. Very, very yes. widely released. Yeah. Very popular game. Um, uh, I mean, it looked. It looked strikingly similar because mm. it used the same engine graphics and pretty much everything. <laughs> Um, although it did boast uh, more fluid fighter animations and moves, which made it very appealing to gamers, uh, and it was a big title of the day. So, because it was a with Karate Champ, it was it, there was a certain clunkiness to it and a certain timing to it, where mm. you had to kind of get the frames right. Whereas Way of the Exploding Fist developed more fluidity, so you could jump and kick, and you could do things at once, and also to do with things like special moves and button combinations, that sort of thing. So they did improve it, but obviously the base game was, and again, I'm probably going to get stick for this, but it was essentially a, a basically a rip-off of yeah. Karate Champ, yeah? And Karate Champ is the one credited as, you know, the... The one that gave birth to that uh, that that sort of genre, yeah. Um, so finally in the lineup, and I, I've got to be honest, I didn't know this was released so early. I really didn't, but it was in arcades quite a few years before it came out on uh, console. Is Punch Out? So what in eighty four? Okay. Yeah, arcade version. Can you believe it? Yeah, I I, I genuinely thought that it was. The I would have thought a couple of years later, maybe. Yeah, it was eighty seven. Was in fact the NES was release, NES and I was I didn't realize it was three. Years. I thought it was almost the same sort of time. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I, there you go. Okay. Was Mario still the ref? In was the Mario still? Uh, no, because oh. and I'll I'll tell you why. Actually, I'm glad Jumpman was the ref. No, no, I'm glad. <laughs> you <said that>. Yeah, <laughs> no, you know. <laughs> so you play Little Mac. Woo! who uh, needs to defeat a number of weird and wonderful opponents, uh, each with a very unique fighting style. Mike Tyson included. Ah, no. Ah, got him! Yes, I've got him! I've got him! Um, I should ask Dill what he thinks, but because he's got a mouthful of sweets at the moment. Uh, (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, the the original Punch-Out was not anything to do with Mike Tyson at all. It was Little Mac. It was the various different opponents. There was no... I was going to say 1984, Mike Tyson hadn't quite made his name yet. Not really, no. And it wasn't until 87 when it came out on the the NES, sorry, uh, that it was called Mike Mike Tyson's Tyson's Punch-Out. 
So, I mean, bearing in mind, the last uh, kind of character that you fight is is a very Mike Tyson-esque kind mm. of shaped character. You know, you know, pretty, really kind of stocky, strong, um, you know, very bullish in the ring, that kind of, that kind of look. So... But yeah, no Mike Tyson in sight in 84, even though I imagine he was boxing. I don't think that was, probably wasn't as well known. I I, I don't don't know. Um, But yeah, the the, the game, again, uh, later got released on the, there's massive success. It was a big success in uh, in the arcades as well. Now, the difference with the arcade was it was actually from the third person perspective. Now, this is where, again, I got confused. Because you always... The green. Yeah. The green outline. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You always remember... Punch Out, don't you? I mean, yeah, I remember yeah. Punch Out most fondly from the NES, of course. And again, another game I still play today. Mm. But I, I didn't actually realise that no, no. a it was eighty four, which is quite a while ago. Thought it was forty years ago. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, don't do it, don't do it. But um, yeah, but also the it was third person perspective. Yeah. So uh, quite a quite an achievement for the time, um, given the amount of movement you had on screen and, and and stuff like that. To make it actually a decent game, to be able to kind of box an opponent in that in that respect was um, was pretty good. So, um, I mean those those three titles sort of open a huge door in the in the kind of fighting and beat 'em up world. Even though we can't technically use the term beat 'em up because it hadn't quite been coined yet at that point. So fighting games fighting, game. fighting yeah. games. Um combat games, etc. You know, hand to hand combat games. Um and they, they kind of opened the door um for fighting games, you know, across the world. Um and due to their success as well in the arcades and later in the home platforms, would would kind of steer developers and studios into lots more investment in that kind of direction. So they thought, hang on a minute, some of the you know, yes, heavyweight champ was popular, but it was a standalone and it kind of had nothing else to follow on from it. Then you had karate champ, then you had the likes of Punch Out, then you had the likes of the other games that we mentioned. And it started gaining a bit of momentum. The wheels started turning. So studios thought, hang on, there might be some, you know, mileage in this. And let's be honest, at the time, loads of racers were about, again, Mm. still space shooters and things like that, um, and so on and so forth. And I think there was even light gun games coming out as well at the time. And they were all very popular. So it still wasn't kind of getting going for the the fighting games. But... um, but the the next question I've got kind of for you guys is where do we go from here? What what happens in in the mid eighties? Yeah, I know the answer. Do you Street Fighter? Are <laughs> <laughs> you getting close? Yeah, yeah, he's just going to name random random fighting games. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. <laughs> um, because from here on out, instead of there being kind of these yawning chasms of time uh, between the releases of, uh, of fighting games, um, it quickly became somewhat of a conveyor belt of releases mm. through the 80s and into the 90s. Yeah. Um, and of course, I'm, you know, we're here to celebrate all those best titles of the times, but invariably, we're not going to give spotlight to some of people's favourites or you might want to chip in. So, lads, feel free to represent the underrepresented. Okay. All right? Don't <laughs> say body blows. <laughs> it's, coming. it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But not happen. yet. It's not released not yet. yet. No, too soon. Too soon. You'll tell us when it is, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, and the amount of time you played it. I know, I know. <clears throat> so, uh, next up, I w- uh, to be fair, I want to actually kind of do a little bit of a, a, a side note uh, because I want to mention a particular developer um, without whom uh, we may not actually have enjoyed the kind of beat 'em up genre as we as we now known it and have, and have known it before. I've actually mentioned him during the Double Dragon Pod, um, and the developer I want to, to kind of doff my cap to is Yoshi Yoshihisa Kishimoto, uh, who many of our retro gaming community members will recognise the name of, and who is affectionately known in the industry as the Godfather of the beat 'em up. 
Okay, he essentially kind of generated and coined that term. Mm. Uh, Kishimoto was the principal developer in 1986 on the game Niketsu Kohakunio Kun, otherwise known as River City. Yeah. Which predates what other couple of... You've already said one age. Double Dragon. Double Dragon. Indeed. Yeah. Predates Double Dragon Double and predates Dragon another title. <laughs> Double Dragon 3. <laughs> right. Out. <laughs> Here we go again. So River City, we've got uh, Double Dragon, which is later on. I'll come on to that. Yeah. Any others? Uh, Think of a very widely released... Probably not so much... Not noted as much maybe arcade, but very much so on the home uh, home consoles. Uh, 464 Spectrum, uh, C64, I believe. Uh, beat em up, beat em up, oh, beat em up. Yep, definitely a beat em up game. And and actually, I would I would probably say if you look at the timeline, the one that essentially brought the term beat em up into existence. Any ideas? I'm hearing a lot of silence, mm, so yeah, I'll, no, I'll go ahead and tell you. Renegade. So Renegade was kind of um, Irem's big uh, sort of yeah. big release, whereas uh, River City was, I mean, it's, effect- it's loved the world over now, River City, because obviously of what it did at the time um, and the, what you could do with the fighters mm. and the fact that you had different characters. And it was all, you know, you're almost at the time, it was almost an open world in, in inverted commas game because you could move around the screen freely, whereas yeah. previously that really hadn't kind of been the case you had very limited movement um but yeah i just wanted to kind of uh, doff my cap because um i mean we covered this in one of the previous pods so i won't go into loads of detail because if you want to uh listen to it double dragon pod and we did all of the uh kind of history of the yep. studio yep. the development and all that sort of stuff. and it includes um kunio kun and uh renegade and various other titles that were around just before double dragon came out so do have a, a listen to that if you want to uh, get into that detail so um but that's that's essentially when the term beat em up was coined and it was used going forward for any kind of side scrolling or belt style fighting games uh against one or more enemies at once um it was closely followed as we've just said by renegade um and with success of each title it led to more interest and investment in the genre which was uh really starting to move mountains at this point so other some other of the notable titles um, that developed the the one v one and the scrolling beat 'em up. So we've got them all in the hat at the same time uh, on those mechanics. With the likes of we had Yaya Kung Fu. Anyone remember that one? Nope, See, nope. I asked you this guys before, and I I had this on the on the CPC, and I, it, amazing beat 'em up game. Yeah. Um, anyone remember Fist of the North Star? Yes. Yeah, that yeah, was on the yeah, Game yeah. Boy. There's a couple of other platforms yeah. as well. Very similar to that. So you had various different martial arts styles, kind of weird and wonderful looking kind of characters, mm. each with their different special powers and that sort of thing. Um, and that all of that started to develop. So it wasn't just, oh, you could choose character A or B. Yeah. You had a choice of five, six, seven, eight, ten characters, each with their own fighting styles and things. And that's when it all started to, to develop. So that was in 85 from Konami another big title and double dragon from technos in 87 mm-hmm. so 87 was was nice. double dragon yeah uh, again massive arcade game if you want to go listen to all of the ups and downs on that then uh, feel free to do so so go and have a search on the website and all the pod platforms so we're going to kind of edge into the sort of mid to late 80s um and the and the beat em up release schedule style and scope was expanding and growing massively as we can imagine because it's been given a name it's got a bit of a character now and we know what's kind of going on with it so the likes of 1988's bad dudes by data east remember bad dudes That's i quite it. like yeah, bad yeah, dudes yeah, yeah. cracking yeah. game yeah. i was playing that on the nes recently and it's 
it is a bit clunky, but I, I just it's like still it. Good fun. Yeah, it's good yeah. fun. Just smashing yeah. bad guys and throwing cars and stuff like that. Um, and the super gory Splatterhouse. Love Splatterhouse. Who doesn't love Splatterhouse? Love Splatterhouse. And that was from Namco. Yeah, that was um, good fun. Yeah, Splatterhouse was great. And yeah. also the soundtrack as well for the, some of the later games. Yeah, the sequels were great as oh, well. Yeah. yeah, good sequels actually. Mm-hmm. And I think, did you, I think in one of Keith's Uh-oh. sound test pods perhaps? Yes, yeah, did? the Halloween one. Yes. Yeah, you yeah, did yeah. A, I think Splatterhouse 2, I think. Yep. He wears yeah. a hockey mask. Yes, he does. Yes. Yeah, what's it called? It's like the, is it the, the death mask or something it's called <laughs> Wait, it looks like Jason Voorhees has kind so of been, been to the it's gym it's a rip off of the Friday and who's the Turtles character that used to wear Casey Jones yeah yeah. who wore it best do you think <laughs> out those three people well Jason Voorhees Casey Jones or Rick from Splatterhouse yes Rick obviously let's say Rick let's say yeah. Rick <laughs> let's say Rick because we're, we're on the <laughs> so uh, but don't get for points for remembering his name. Come yeah, on. that's good. Come on, thank you. AA points in a bag of sweeties. I've already I bought crimes. I've already bought <laughs> the snacks yeah. and the sweets. So you already got them. You've already had them. I still, owe, I still do a jacket potato from about three years ago. Don't I? <laughs> oh crumbs! Yeah, it's in the oven. It's cooking it. slowly. It's co- <laughs> slow cooking four year jacket potato. I think you've given me enough snacks, mate. I think we've yeah, all quits. Maybe, maybe. But um, yeah, we, th- there's, there was a there was a hell of a lot going on at the time. So you got again bad dudes. You got Splatterhouse, and also anyone remember um, Barbarian? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can cut heads off. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, weirdly enough, just as a, a brief side note, weirdly enough, I, th- I think there's a couple of times I've actually posted like an intro video and some gameplay on the uh, on our socials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always got loads of interest. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I mean, it was a, it was a fairly successful for re- release, but it wasn't mm. like you know, it wasn't moving mountains or anything. It was a good release and it was good fun. And I remember having it on the on the Amstrad, but every time I post something about it, it just seems to go nuts. And everyone's like, oh, I remember this. Like, I haven't played this for years. I'm like, it's weird, isn't yeah. it? How you get those games that weren't massive successes at the time, but clearly yeah, yeah. there was a lot of people that were like on board with it. So <clears throat> I find that uh, find that really good because I used to play that game quite a lot. And that one was by Enix. And that was across um, arcades and home consoles, mostly across uh, the home consoles, which I think probably where it saw most of its success. So there was, in those games, a lot more um, characters, settings, uh, backdrops obviously were a big thing because the previous games only had, you know, know, a a standard uh, backdrop because they didn't have the processing power to be able to do any movable backgrounds, that sort of thing. You also had characters, weaponry as well. There's lots of weaponry coming in. Um, This was mainly in the the sort of beat-em-up games. You could pick up things like pipes, knives, barrels, Mm. that sort of stuff. So it was expanding ever more. There was no greater example, though, of the variance of imagination than Sega's Altered Beast. <laughs> Alter, rise what's, what's from name? your grave. What's his name in Altered Beast? Has he got a name? I don't think he does. No, oh. it's just like an unnamed centurion that gets brought back to life. Uh, yeah. Yes, indeed. By the... Um, the like Zeus, 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 isn't it? It is Zeus, Zeus, I think yeah. it is, yeah. I was, I was yeah. going to say that tongue-in-cheek, yeah, but I think yeah. it is actually <laughs> Zeus. It was the packing game for Mega Drive for many years, is that right? Until Sonic came along, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got so many fond memories of Alter Beast, mm. um, playing it back in the day, also playing it tons with my brother as well. Um, multiplayer was, was fantastic. And all the noises as well, like the shouting oh. when you... when you Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was me being and a wolf. Then, <gasps> so. yeah. The bears. And then... Yeah. You, and then like, the dragon. The dragon as well. I don't know yeah. what the dragon... Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> 
you can tell he's been Sorry to a barbecue, that, can't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the, yeah, you could you could it, the imagination on this was was crazy. You could essentially you you were a human man uh, brought brought back <laughs> to human life. man. You're a human man, <laughs> but you could become via power ups. You could become bears, dragons, werewolves. Mm-hmm. What was anything else? Golden werewolf. Oh, yeah, golden, golden werewolf because they ran out of ideas. <laughs> yeah, tiger. Um, and they all had tiger. Was there a, t- a tiger? Yeah, it's the bear. The t- no, am I making that up? I'm no. sure it's. I'm no. sure it goes. I'm sure it goes. Werewolf. Werewolf. Dragon. Bear. bear golden, then I can't remember how. Is it just four that. levels? No, it must be more than Doesn't that. They go more buff and then werewolf. Am I making? Oh no, you go buff twice. So you go normal man, normal man, more buff man with the same then, size head. Yeah, and then yeah. more more buff. Then man, massive man, giant man. head. That's and it. Steroids so that all and... counts. Buff man. Buffman. Yeah, but Buff we, man. we don't know the other. Go, Google is your friend again. If someone fancies doing that one, um, but yeah, the the the, uh, the arcade looked really really crisp as well. I was I was looking crisp. at some oh, crisp crisp. <laughs> I was looking at some footage and it's and it's really 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 nice to look at. And obviously the sounds are just completely in your face, which is great. Especially when you die, you give this ridiculously blood curdling. Imagine yeah. the auto- <laughs> <laughs> How about a, a movie based on Altered Beast? Like that, Who would you altered have? Beast, yeah. John Cena maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, Andrew yeah, Garfield. Yeah. I, can see that. I can see Andrew that. Garfield could be the first guy, and then you can do a bolt <laughs> yeah. up to who John would Cena. be like the in between? Oh, yeah. You need uh, someone in between. Yeah, who's in between Andrew Garfield and John? Cena? Answers on a postcard. <laughs> yeah, tag us on the socials. <laughs> who's know. your Who's your casting? Chris, who's... Sam Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, maybe he can be the in between. Yeah, go on. Man, Chris Hemsworth bigger than shot. John Cena, bro. He's taller at the moment. He is. Then Schwarzenegger can be the last guy. Then okay, we can well, be the old bear. He has to be Zeus these days. But uh, uh, without neglecting one v one fighters, because we're going to touch in on there, because we're, we're on our whistles. Because we're insane, we're insane. We, we've got a somewhat bittersweet moment in gaming history um, with the release of. Because obviously, as we've said before, the the one v one fighters weren't as kind of quick to release uh, titles as beat 'em ups were from eighty four. So eighty four with Karate mm-hmm. Champ, and obviously moving forward with uh, River City with Renegade. I find that odd because yeah. you'd think a one on one fight game would be easier to. Well, make this is it. This this is why this is why it's kind of a less a, backgrounds needed. Yeah, maybe less characters in total. I suppose yeah. each character needs less a little sprite bit more design, fewer sprite designs and things. So yeah. I personally feel that they made a mistake back then well you would you would on the face of it yeah it, you would think that a 1v1 basic fighting game is a lot simpler to produce than mm. a mini character kind of fluid environment beat up yeah but um, obviously but the once industry, they saw they yeah. were, it was a market for them they really well, there were so many from that time weren't there I think that's so the other many. part of the issue is Dylan's they didn't not wearing think, a renegade t-shirt that's all I'm saying we won't tell you what he is wearing <laughs> because he can shout it out when I come up to that um, no I haven't mentioned that no, of course I have <laughs> you'll, you'll see but I think it might be that as well, is the fact that yeah. maybe there wasn't faith in the in that genre. Maybe there was a Possibly. little bit of apprehension, like, oh, you know, it's just well, two it, people. Because and... they, they hadn't had, like, the Double Dragon, the breakthrough, no. massive uh, smash hit. That's right. With the one-on-one games. And I, and I think it took, I've got to be honest, it probably took balls to release, a, mm. you know, <laughs> games... Games like that. That's actually yeah. a foot fight. No, game. no, no. Balls. <laughs> the look. See what I did you. there. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Even though Dylan doesn't want me to get to it. No, no don't we? No. Not talk about balls. So, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of summarise that little section with with the fact that there wasn't any investment. There wasn't the investment there. Yeah. There was apprehension. They didn't really know. Kind of was anything going to take off? There was no kind of flagship um, titles at that time, and it, it needed someone to step forward and go right. Let's put a big title out there. Mm. Well, Capcom thought they'd have a go. 
Yeah, of course they did. Capcom. This is Capcom. Yeah. Hey, you know, they never make a bad game, <laughs> hey, right? Hey. Yeah. Hey. We've we got characters. Hey, Capcom. That... Hey. It's Capcom. Of course it is. We, like, we make Nintendo characters too. Hey. Oh. Sorry, sorry, James. Capcom make Mega Man, which, you know, yeah, can't have that one, but there we go. <laughs> we'll come on to that. Um, but 1987 uh, saw Capcom release what... Some would say is a landmark title, and the other the other side of the spectrum, some would say is a is a big pile of the dog's finest. Okay, um, do we know what that was? It's a one v one fighter, Street Fighter. Yes, <laughs> Agent, you can say it. And you've not been Street Fighter. So yeah. the original Street Fighter, because for those who maybe aren't as in the know on kind of retro gaming and, and believe that Street Fighter started with number two, uh, because yeah. number one kind of fell into obscurity a bit. Um, this is a, a very brief kind of uh, summary on that. But 87, yeah, Capcom releases Street Fighter, stacks of promise, uh, mm-hmm. and a very modern pressure-sensitive punch and kick pad system on the arcade mm. cabinet. Have you? Very if anyone hasn't seen that, I looked at it because I didn't know what it was. And I, I looked at it and I thought, it just looks kind of a bit Because yeah, I remember, yeah. I honestly remember playing Street Fighter in the Spectrum and it was nothing great, but it's still quite, it's still quite memorable. And then you forget about Street Fighter, and all of a sudden, a much better game comes along. Mm. A little bit like, you know when The Office first came on? Yeah. I was honestly, I watched the first ever episode when it first came on BBC Two. I was, I was what is this? And I, I, thought, I watched the first episode, and I was like, oh, okay, it's good, but I kind of forgot about it. Then about six months later, they replayed it, and that's when it got big again. Yeah. So you kind of have to give these things time. It's funny, because like, <laughs> like, like James said, though, at the time, when Street Fighter Two was massive... I really, I had yep. no familiarity with the original. And I feel I, like now people look, at it, people are more, much more aware of it and what it was because you can go online, you can see footage and stuff like that. I but think when thanks we were younger, to, I don't. No, I, I, I and I think thanks to kind of a lot of the stuff like what we do and yeah. what a, a lot of the other fantastic sort of retro sites, blogs. YouTube channels, podcasts, whatever they keep all that stuff alive. But it's there's a lot of stuff out there where you can go and look at um, all the information on that. Where you know, whereas had it kind of stayed the way it was, you may never know the Street Fighter yeah. ever is, existed. Is there an, a game series where the sequel is so much more important than the first game? So much, I can't really think of one. Can you? Apart from Street Fighter, apart from Street Fighter, that the jumping quality is that. Big. There's a question. I bet there is. I bet there must be. There must be. That's a right. good, it's a good question. There's well, one for, there's not one that for the big social. a jump. Not that well, big a jump. Maybe, Trans- maybe, 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 not such a big jump. maybe Duke Nukem to Duke Nukem 3D. That, I'm going to chuck that out there. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's one. That's pretty big. That's <laughs> pretty that, big was, was, that was a change of genre. <laughs> though, no, I know. So. Yeah, actually it was, yeah. You can't have that. No, you're probably right in terms of the size of the jump. So uh, there probably are sequels that were a lot better than the original. And Street Fighter 3 was so much better than Street Fighter 2. <laughs> we'll we'll come to that oh no we'll come to that yeah we'll come to that so (laughs) that's a good question though so Mm. hit the socials up for that because i've no doubt there'll be people with opinions out there other than the street fighter to street fighter 2 jump is there another sequel that has been that Mm. defining over the first game do we think i bet there's a really obvious one that we haven't (laughs) probably um but sadly, the, the game was not the success Capcom had hoped for, and it only shifted a measly 1,000 units, wow. which is, in the day, not very much at all. You needed to be at least five figures to even be kind of noted as having a, a half-decent yeah. success. They quickly reworked the cabinet, actually, to a six-button 
with a joystick. Yeah, yeah, the old pads didn't last. No, they didn't. Um, not well, certainly not if you were smashing the crap. Well, out and of them and anyway. what, you know, you put the they put them in there like that. What are people going to do? Exactly, it's exactly. a fighting game. It's a I'm challenge. Isn't it as it hard really? as I How can. hard can you smack it? Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone ever did a light punch on those machines ever, did they? <laughs> no. Or a medium. Could, could you actually get a medium punch? I don't know. On one of those jab. pressure oh, pads? Little jab. <laughs> Little jab. Um, but a thousand units sold, so they quickly changed it to the six button with the joystick layout, um, and they saw a much, much greater success with it. Still not not kind of the success they'd hoped for, but a bit of movement nonetheless. Mm. But it is worth noting that the, the six button layout with the joystick is a, is pretty much a must have up to present day on. on uh, it became standard, didn't it? Yeah, it pretty much has. Unless you played it on the Amiga. <laughs> 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 we remember Dylan. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> only only, only one button to. for you. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get you to I'll get you to get, oh. regale us with a bit of the Amiga in a minute, oh, Age, because um, you're the Amiga man in the room, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the six button layout now. And if if um, I mean if you go online, I had a quick look at this uh, a few days ago. But if you go online and look at some six button uh, sort of custom pads and and things like that, some of them are incredible. Mm. I mean, some of the artwork and the design, the lighting, and stuff, it's like a whole industry. Yeah, it's, um, a- it's mad. And I know uh, our very own Dino's got a, a very funky looking Street Fighter. Um, uh, pad, isn't he? I think which he uses because he does a lot of competitive. I think he builds his own. He, yeah, sticks. I think he does. He probably does. Yeah, but he's. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be good to get some of that out on the socials as well, actually, because I don't think we've posted a lot of that, have we? To be fair, so no. we'll, we'll make a feature of that because um, that's um, that's well worth looking at. But uh, yeah, I mean, so the original Street Fighter just didn't really do the business. Didn't really get going. Didn't catch it, people's no, imagination, it really didn't. did it? No, and it just like looking at game footage again. You know, it, you, you can't get excited about much of it. No, the, uh, the building, enemies aren't very building different. blocks are there, though, aren't they? It's like it's a crucial step. Exactly, and you just think, well, what if? Mm. Well, we did have a, we did get the if. To yeah. be fair, um, but um, you know, the original Street Fighter. Summarise in a couple of words. What are your experiences? I've only played it like in the collections and stuff. Yeah, and it's hard. It's difficult to get into. Mm. It just yeah. doesn't have that fluidity. It's kind of janky. It's like pushing treacle up here, isn't it? A bit. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was good when it was your first taste of that genre because this is quite new to me on the spectrum. But yeah, mm. yeah. There's no. There's much, no. We haven't got much to say. No. About it. There is. There is. And that's it. And that's what I wanted to focus on is yeah. the fact that that household name we know now. The, the beginning was pretty woeful. Yeah, you know. There's hope for Rise of the Robots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> I, I, I will come on to a couple of later sequels that that came out much later that that did well. So I'll come on to that. But um, Ken, I mean, Ken and Ryu were there. They were. Sagat was there, wasn't he? He's the final boss. Yeah, in a in a, a version of oh Sagat. God, <laughs> not the one I like. To not play the one. Now, to not your Sagat. No, <laughs> not the proper one. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was a bit kind of bland, mm. wasn't it? I think is probably the term I'd probably use. But um, post-Street Fighter was was somewhat of a watershed moment, actually, for fighting and beat-em-up uh, games in the gaming industry as a whole, because the studios and developers uh, released the first installments of essentially what would become multi-million dollar giants of gaming titles, yeah? And we know, kind of coming up to the late 80s and early 90s, what some of those titles are, but we're going to kind of go through right. a few, and... Feel free to throw some of your own in chaps. Um, but we're still hanging on to the 80s by a thread um, in the next part of the journey, albeit the very end of. So the year I'm going to talk about is 1989. Now, this is a big year. Mm. This is a big year. So before I get into the kind of meat on the bones, 
chaps, can you reel off any big beat 'em up games, beat 'em up games specifically, um, of that year? So AA points and a bag of sweets available for correct answers. Final fight. Yes. Also known or known in its production as Street Fighter eighty nine. I didn't know that. Did you not? No, I didn't know if there was a couple of notes. Because obviously it was Capcom. Yeah, it was originally called Street Fighter Isn't 89. Yep. I think that was before they made the decision to do a proper sequel. to Street <laughs> Do it properly. Yeah. yeah. So Final Fight, Final absolutely. Fight. Um, yep. <sighs> Streets of Rage comes later, doesn't it? Well, j- hold Streets on. J- on that point, sorry. Final Fight, uh, uh, just to, uh, because I mean, we will mention it a little bit later on, but just to kind of give it the credit it's due, mm. went on to release a total of six games um, and 3.5 million units sold as of 2019. So pretty, pretty good. Yeah. yeah so it was... wasn't really the final fight, was it? No. It's, uh, uh, no. Ooh, oh, he's we back. Go. He's back. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, that. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Three and a half million is modest compared to some of the other fighting games, mm. the numbers we're going to talk about, but pretty good. And as far as I'm concerned, a, a very loved selection of titles in the retro community. Final so fight. I love it. Yeah, they never really topped the original, though, did they? I don't think. No. Um, and Some of the I, I couldn't. Were all right, I played but... three the other day, and Hagar's in like this green kind of leotardy <laughs> type, and I'm like, "What is this? Has he gone to going to the disco?" He was a wrestler. They like a leotard. <laughs> they do. Yeah, but okay. I mean, I, he still looked badass in the first one. You though. do you, Hagar. You do you. Am I premature in saying that the original Turtles arcade was 1989? You would be correct in saying that. Well done. Yeah. Bravo. Yep, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade by Konami. Konami. That was a good game. I remember um, playing the, the C64 right. version. Four player cabinet, though. Uh, yeah. So much love. So much that love was the first game. one of their licensed ones, and because obviously some more that we will mention in a minute. Indeed. Quickly afterwards. But. Now, well, uh, um, Turtles, again, just to touch on uh, the, the credit that is due, if it gets lost in the mire later mm. on, over 50 titles, more than that. Way more than that across various well, platforms, spin-offs, etc. Yes. On the flight, uh, I went to Spain recently. On the flight, I took um, Becker's 3DS. Yeah. And I bought this cart with like hundreds of games on it. A bit dodgy. Mm. And I finally, Did it have... Go on. And I finally got to play a certain Turtles game called Turtles uh, okay. Arcade okay. Attack. Hey! Yes. <laughs> was it good? And is it everything I told I, you it was Well, about? no. I picked Raphael <laughs> as my main player. And you can choose like a co-op uh, turtle with you. Okay. So I chose Leonardo. And... Yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> oh, it's it just up. very dull. It uh, was dull. It's it's technically quite quite impressive. The graphics the are not bad for the for the. I think it's a DS. It's a DS it's game. A DS game yeah. But I played it on the 3DS. So mm. The graphics are okay, but I got it's bored. Dull. Yeah, it's really. I'm, I, I, I played. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the opposite of us. So arcade attack <laughs> game technically impressive but dull. Yeah. Arcade attack podcast technically, technically not, very mm, impre- not very impressive, but you know quite entertaining. We're quite, yeah. <laughs> Well, I turned it I'll take that. We're not dull. I played FIFA 11 instead, and I was like, I'll be Arsenal with Shamak up front. Let's <laughs> play that instead. Marouane Shamak. Shamak. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Marouane Shamak Blast leading the, the line. Not leading the one. Mm. It's yeah. actually taken a bit longer to get a football reference in than I thought, Ew. to be fair. So that's Who all right. Who do we usually... What's it? Um, Trundle. Where's Lee Trundle? Lee Trundle. <laughs> Lee Trundle. Okay. Well, the, football league references. So, so Tur- Turtles Arcade Attack is actually the, the it's the game that used to beat us to the Google search. It did. Like, it did. did. Up yeah. until about 18 yeah. months ago, battle, I think. wasn't it? But, but Deal's the man. Deal it's made finally it finally beaten... I beat them up. So I beat you, I beat it up. Oh! <laughs> so if you Google. type Arcade Attack now, it's the first result. Konami's writing a lawsuit there. Do you realise you're a copyright of our uh, Arcade Attack logo? You weren't the first people to attack like an they, arcade. I think they might <laughs> predate <laughs> <it slightly. laughs> 
But there we go. So, okay, we've got Final Fight and, and their, their releases and sales. We've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade by Konami. Uh, so, okay. so, Konami was so smart around yeah. this time. That, with the, they, yeah, with the mean, licenses. Like, that was yeah. the peak of Turtle Mania. Yeah. Well, 19... 19- Actually, it wasn't even... even the, the movie hadn't even come out yet. No, it hadn't. And actually, yeah. if uh, the the uh, the soundtrack, but specifically the uh, Partners in Crime song yeah, from 1990, yeah, yeah. I think it was like early 1990, that was a massive hit as well. And so, obviously, the game, naturally, mm-hmm. you know, rode the wave, didn't it? Um, but it was it was absolutely fantastic. But f- yeah, oh, well over fifty titles released across various different platforms. More more out these days, including Shredder's Revenge, which yep. loads of us have played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, eighteen million and counting in sales. Uh, right, in, in sales are still going strong. Yeah, oh, very much. Long so. may it continue. Very much so. We've still got a couple of other uh, sort of AAA titles on there, and and a, and a few other kind of um, you know good home titles that perhaps we haven't talked about. Can Ooh. we think of any others? Golden Axe. Yes, hey. that's one of the AAA titles uh, by Sega and US Gold. Uh, eight games in total across the series, so fairly modest, but a massive, massive hit when mm-hmm. it came out. And the sequels were also good as well, um, but uh, fairly basic-ish storyline. But I think what made it was like the enemies were, were Death Adder. Death Adder was brilliant. Oh yeah, uh, top five some... character for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. In, uh, in no, that the, was a good choice. We liked that choice, didn't yeah. we? Def we Adam, liked yeah. the choice of Def Adder. Love Def Adder. The others, not so much. Aye, aye. Aye, aye. Oh, aye, aye. I see what you did there. No, not that one either. Yeah, I couldn't defend my choices. I felt a bit bullied in that episode. What's really funny about that? Ever since you brought it on yourself, all I can see is adverts for like Monkey Ball and stuff. Like, whenever I search for retro games on Google, I see a Monkey Ball reference on there somewhere. I'm like, okay. So, um, any road. So, yeah, so we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Final Fight, we've got Golden Axe. There's there's one more, which actually was a big, well, big really title. really big one. Uh, it wasn't actually um, an arcade game. It was <laughs> later on, but it wasn't actually okay. Okay, 89. You might you not get this one. Think. Can you say what console it was on? Uh, pretty much all of them, to oh, be fair. Yeah. Can you give us a clue? Wrestling. The title WWF WrestleMania, indeed. Oh, well that, done, that early, yeah. 89 was WWF WrestleMania. Wow, that's, that was an arcade game first. No, um, that's a different no. one. You're thinking of that WrestleFest, you're thinking it? of WrestleFest, WrestleFest. and also oh, there was badass. also one, was there was awesome. one shortly after called WrestleMania Challenge. Yeah, the graphics yes. and, and then a wrestling oh, wrestle challenge. Fest is fantastic. Oh, I love the graphics. Yeah. that was a little bit later, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah. big chunky cartoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's yeah. so good. And then later on, you had another WrestleMania arcade, which was the that came out on the consoles graphics. as well. Didn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was there's been a, a hell of a lot of wrestling games since mm. then. But that was a really popular home title um, that sold yeah, an awful lot of units. Loads of games. I mean, the spin-offs uh, from them. Uh, it's well over 100 million units oh wrestling worldwide. games WWE yeah. games well over 100 crazy. million units uh, stupidly successful some other ones uh, some other titles of the day we had Robocop Data East yeah. yes okay. yes a side scroller yeah. isn't it yeah. uh, we had Strider from Capcom US Gold we had Dynasty Wars from Capcom we had Ninja Gaiden yeah. from Tecmo and we had Shadow Dancer from Sega Arcade, arcade, not as good as the Mega Drive version. We can, still, I, I think, we could debate. Yeah, the, I, I haven't gone into that kind of detail. No, no, we won't. I, I won't. I won't hold up the tour. Next stop. <laughs> so, 1989 was was kind of a bumper year um, for mm. for the beat 'em up and hack and slash genre, uh, both in the arcades and on the home consoles. As we said, that even the wrestling games were now starting to to uh, to make, make a, a, a mark, and that was a really that was a really uh, popular one. So, developers kind of. 
uh, knew this and they, they started to begin uh, what a lot of gamers consider the kind of golden age of the beat-em-up genre, yeah? So 1v1 fighters still kind of playing second fiddle because they didn't have as many releases um, moving into the 90s. And they only had the likes of, you know, the early earlier sort of um, fighting games like Pit Fighter, for example. Remember yeah. Pit Fighter? Ah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Remember that it wasn't well. a Pit Fighter soundtrack, that, that yeah. sound effect. That was just me going, ah. cringing, cringing at Pit Fighter. Well, I suppose it did try and use real human graphics, didn't it? I think the I think the operative word tried, is try. Tried, tried. <laughs> yeah. um, but that that really uh, you know and there do was remember, a f- do you remember Kev's old house he had a pit do you remember it yes, is the pit and we oh, used in to the say garage. we can recreate pit fighter he did we, ne- we never went we in never the did the pit we never scary. fought in the pit no. no he had a real Kev where's your pit now <laughs> <laughs> why would you ask somebody that <laughs> out of context out of context that would be someone like what now? are you talking about <laughs> uh, where's your pit bro? Sorry, uh, but yeah, good old pit fight, a fly in the flag uh, around um, around the sort of 1990, 1991 mark. Uh, but that would all change within the next couple of years, of course. So, nineteen ninety saw a worldwide obsession with pretty much all things racing and Mario. Yeah, uh, <laughs> combine the two. Yeah. Mario Kart. <laughs> we had the release of Super Mario Brothers three, yeah. huge title. Uh, we had Super Monaco GP, uh, and we had Super Off Road. All great games, yeah. All great. I've got so much love for, for especially all for Super. Always Super. Right? At the, always the start Super. Of the title. So the fighting genre in general uh, really had a fairly modest release schedule um, that year and played second, if not third fiddle in terms of the 1v1 fighters. Um, and But it was very much the calm before the storm. And we know what storm's coming. We really do. So 1991 arrives, and so does quite possibly the most famous and most played 1v1 fighting game ever to grace our joypads. What am I talking about, fellas? All together now. Street Street Fighter 2! Dill's still thinking because he's he's wearing a different t-shirt, which we'll come on to in a minute. I know, I was like... Don't worry. It's not my chance to to scream. It will be in a minute. It will be in a minute. I I want big dramatics from you. Yeah, it won't be dramatics from you. But I'm, of course, talking about the legendary Street Fighter 2. This was released in February of 1991. I didn't realise it was so early that year. I thought it was was a bit later that year. But there we go. Uh, In the arcades, uh, the game was pretty much an instant success. Uh, New visuals, fighting styles, special moves... More fluidity in the movement uh, was all vastly improved over the first title. It was essentially a, a polar opposite game. It was just everything was better, um, you know, turned up to 11. Um, and gamers simply couldn't get enough. Um, so, I mean, I could go on and on about, about the game for hours and hours, but luckily we did a podcast on it. <laughs> We've covered it. Yeah, we have covered it. So, um, you know, if, if uh, we dedicate an entire podcast to the title, um, and you can actually go and listen to the whole thing, uh, website or any pod channels or whatever, but well worth a listen because we do go into some detail and wax lyrical and all talk about yeah. all the great nostalgia. But what a title, though. I mean, you know, play it. I could, I could Massive. just so easily Massive. just... Played it yesterday. On. I yeah. literally play it every week. <laughs> like, <laughs> deals into yeah. it. But but who isn't? You know, honestly, I, like, I play it, I'll switch the old, you know, SNES on, bang, bit of Street Fighter. Yeah, it's That's just, a great version of it, isn't it? Oh, it's just the characters, the backdrops, the music, the moves, the special moves, the button yeah. combos, and they're not stupidly difficult button combos. You know, I mean, it was so massive. Like anyone our yeah. age, you have to, if you're just, even if you're just kind of looking back at that period of your life. Street Fighter 2 is there. It's yeah. there in it, some way. It's almost bigger than the game, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was. It was a phenomenon. 
it, it, it just was. kind of I mean I remember having I had, I, had, I had posters yeah I had, sticker um, album comic books oh, like yeah. comic books with the stories in um, action figures mm. loads of action figures uh, it was just endless wasn't yeah. it I mean the merchandise it and, and was, oh, it was all just huge but great game never gets old it's one of those games never gets old mm. absolutely timeless um, but to be fair, no surprises that it topped uh, Game of the Year charts and sales charts for that and the following year. It never slowed down. It just kept going. And it continued to grow long after the initial release. I'll give you a small insight um, on the coin drop earnings of the game. In the UK alone in 1991 in isolation, uh, and this is in the year 1991, $229 million was dropped playing the game. No. In the UK alone? Correct. No. Correct. Half of that was at Water Palace, I think. <laughs> I used to watch people play for hours. I mean, that just... But if you think about it, if every single shop, you know, outlet, <laughs> everywhere had it, you imagine it was just being played constantly. Yeah. Imagine... You know, in an arcade especially, can imagine it would, you're it a would have been from the minute it opened to the minute it shut. You own a chip shop. Oh, I think we need an arcade machine. Oh, and you order Street Fighter, you get the first one instead. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I couldn't believe that when I read it. But it's... Yeah, that's the truth. Um, and it, I mean, bearing in mind, if you think about it, it was released February. So he had the whole year. Yeah, full year. And and any and obviously arcades were big. Um, they, they, were, were. they were everywhere. They were chip shops. They were in barbers. Yep. They were in, you name it, retail parks, you, the lot, yeah? And and people were just playing it nonstop, <laughs> queuing see, up. Did yeah. you post that? Was it that meme saying, not a street, not a the location? Technically, they went straight. Oh, I've seen it, yeah. Barely yeah. a street, yet. There's yeah. There's one, one location's <laughs> a street. <laughs> Isn't it just like Chun Li's? stage isn't yeah. it that's the only one I think they're yeah. saying arguably the the, uh, the, the Balrog oh, but, stage is kind of a street outside the boxing arena uh, oh of course yeah 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 that's, all, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah, one. the Vegas one yeah so call me Mr. Picky yeah <laughs> <laughs> call me Mr. Picky but yeah I, it's stupid numbers mm. it's just stupid it numbers but if you I don't know how you know if you divided that by I might do a bit of digging on that and find out how many machines that was across but it was tens of thousands mm. maybe well maybe even more than that I don't know but it was everywhere it was. and and as soon as the place opened to the when they shut people were queuing up to play it so there we go and and you got to imagine that the, the you know one person playing it wasn't just putting in 10 20 or 50p whatever it was they were putting in yeah. a few coins weren't they so but if you adjust that, this is the stupid bit. If you adjust it on today's inflation, don't start me on that. If you adjust it on today's inflation, it works out as four hundred and ninety million pounds uh, dollars. Dollars, sorry, dollars. do apologise. Dollars, so it's not quite as high. But four, so two hundred twenty-nine million dollars, four hundred ninety million dollars today. Obviously, slightly less than the current exchange rate. But that is just obscene. That just tells you. That yeah, just shows you in a year. That's yeah, or less. The just takings year, were just non-stop. Insane. Yeah. Um, there we go. There's a there's a number for you. But what I want to know, what I want to know is, yes, we've talked about Street Fighter Two. We've waxed lyrical about that. We've got the pod about it. So if you want to know more, go and have a listen. But what else was around that year? Mm. Are we able to mention any other fighting or beat 'em up games in the same breath? Of course we are. 1991. Streets of Rage. Thank you. Da, da, da. <laughs> About time too. Just like waving my arm at me. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. I will. Yeah, I'm coming on to that actually. Funnily enough, okay, so that's good, and we can we can talk about it because I like I love streets. Yeah, we all do. So, well, the first one on my list was SNK's Fatal Fury, King of Fighters. So that was also '91. It was. Oh, it was okay, dropped in really. November of '91, right. so it's quite late on. It was a bit of a bit of a Christmas hit that one, obviously, um, which would go on to deliver ten sequels mm. um, and spin-offs across its lifespan, um, along with the first, as we just said, Streets of Rage installment, uh, which arrived on which system? 
the Sega Mega Drive. Yes. Slash Genesis. Slash Genesis. Slash Genesis. Um, initially, and then... Genesis. Obviously, obviously Genesis. And then stepped into arcades from the second instalment. Um, which is a bit of a weird one, really, Wait, isn't what? it? Uh, no, Streets Rage never had an arcade machine. Mm. No, no, that's what I said. So the first one never had one, but the Streets Rage 2 apparently did. Where? Apparently had an arcade. Might have done. I don't remember it, but it might have done. Hey, we covered this on a podcast. I, I, I believe nope. it was kind of swallowed. You know up. what my research is like. <laughs> I, I, I'll I double check it, but I'm pretty sure it had an Google arcade. It. I don't, no, just no. say there was one. I don't mind. I don't I don't He's like, get on with it already. <laughs> so, the f- where, I mean, Streets of Rage. Thoughts? Love it. Amazing. Yeah, we like it a lot. Banging, da- of banging dance still. music. Yeah, Streets of Rage 1 still. Punching yeah. people, kicking people, banging dance music. Brilliant. More, what, what more what do you want? What else could you have wanted in 1991? No, well, nothing. Nothing. I mean, what you need. characters were great, enemies were great, bosses were great, special moves were blew my mind with like characters with interesting hobbies like the Lambada and the, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the Lambada and bonsai yes. and who's the Lambada again Blaze Blaze yeah I think she's very good at it too I bet yeah I bet she is listen we always end up talking about Blaze don't we <laughs> oh Blaze oh, it's the Blaze. flick in the hair it's the <laughs> flick in the hair isn't it you're a smitten kitten oh, Blaze. for Blaze oh <laughs> but uh, but there we go well the, the, the interesting thing about Streets of Rage was that even though they had sort of three successive and fairly uh, quick releases yeah it was actually a 25 year gap between the third mm. and the fourth game, mm-hmm. um, and it, but it's uh, it, it's pretty much still seen as as one of the premier beat 'em ups through the ages. And to be fair, four did it justice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have. Well, you all know I've got mm-hmm. absolute nothing but love for that game. Still play it now. Play it regularly. Got nothing bad to say about it, and it's very highly rated as well. So I think they did a, a very good job. But I mean, the originals. Oh, I mean, okay, you can you can you can kind of. Talk all day and night about number three, can't you, deal? But about how we love it or don't love it. Funny, but, story, funny story about Streets of Rage 4 is that I dropped a little comment on their, their Facebook post saying that, oh, you guys have done really great and I really love it and da 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 This was a couple of, must have been a couple of years ago. And then I saw a thing in my Facebook thing like today that said, oh, Streets of Rage has replied to your comment. Streets of Rage 4 has replied <laughs> wow. to your comment. So I looked at my comment, it was like some kind of, look at this and some dodgy link and da-da-da-da-da. Oh, no. It wasn't Streets of Ra- Rage 4, it was Streets of Range 4. Streets <laughs> <laughs> of Range? of Range. What? With the same picture, Streets of Range 4. Were you marginally intoxicated when you did the original comment and I you didn't was, look at it? And you name? clicked on no, the link I and did. now you've got loads, you lost all your money, is that right? What's happened? <laughs> I was, yes, I'm um, Lots of viruses. Poor. I'm even poorer than I was before. No, um... <laughs> Oh wow, crypto! Let's do it. I would no I, to, to like Dot Emu and that who made Street of Rage Four. I gave them the love because I initially did not give them the love. I was like this. I played at EGX and I was like I did not give this the love. Mm. I was like guys, you got some work to do, and they listened, and they did it, and they smashed it. And then I said, I oh, I stand corrected. Said the man in one of very shoes. few times. One of very few <laughs> the man times in, we've in charge that. of Streets of Range Four's Range Four Streets of Range. <laughs> That's brilliant. It wasn't connected to the range, was it like the home shopping place? No, I think someone just tried to <laughs> spam me. That comment from my mate Matt, it's like, oh, you did the housework going. I replied about 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> what was that about? Was it like, no, it was more than that. It was 2008. 2008. It was yeah. 15 years Sorry, later. Matt. I used to work with Matt many, many years ago uh, in Orpington when I was working yeah. that silly off-marketing job. 
Moves to Japan. I, I only just. I, I must have pinged up on my on Facebook. Why would it have pinged up on your Facebook? I was like, well, I better reply to this. <laughs> just random comment very 15 well, years thanks. later. You, uh, did he then reply to I don't think he has. Oh. He's waiting 20 years now, isn't he? <laughs> He's going to wait 30. Another yeah. 30 to double it. Good old Matt. 15 years for a comment. <laughs> for a reply. Yeah. Oh, You'll my get a God. comment from Streets of Range, Rage, Rage 4 in about 10 years' time. She's <laughs> <laughs> Rage. Oh, oh dear. Oh, anyway, where were we? Streets of Rage. rage. Streets of Rage, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, loads of good stuff to say about that. And um, move, the, move, the, move the genre forward massively again. But we can't forget another big title in 91. And again, I can't believe this oh, hang was released on. in 91. 91 Simpsons? Yes. Again. I didn't realise it was so early. Yeah. I it was oh, early yeah, 90s, yeah. 91. Yeah, I remember yeah. it. It was really early on in The Simpsons' life. Yeah. I remember yeah. Simpsons being big when we were eight, so that would have been 90. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, you know, let's face it, a lot of the games that, that were appearing in the arcades were partly living in the shadow of Street Fighter 2, of course, because it was just such a behemoth in terms of a game. But it, but The Simpsons won the hearts of millions because oh, it had yeah. a really quirky and fun play style, madcap variants in enemies and the bosses, and it looked like they'd all been pretty much pulled straight out of oh, the TV yeah, show. Yeah. yeah, it was it was essentially like playing the TV show. Um, it's just and anyone so- could play that as well because yeah. it's only two buttons, isn't it? Uh, jump and yeah, jump, yeah. And, jump and attack. So, yeah, you yeah. Know, it was really easy. Why for did kids that never make any consoles? Play. Does anyone know? I don't think there's any real good reason for it. There's no reason whatsoever they couldn't have done it. A make a or a lack of information money, online. It's bizarre, especially with the Turtles games got home yeah. ports. So the I Turtles games are very similar yeah, to it. I don't know. Um, I really don't know. Got we got Bart versus the Space Mutants instead. You love Bart versus the Space Mutants. Oh, I don't love it. It's too <laughs> difficult. I've got, I've got some fond memories of it because I used to play it around the yeah, mountain. Yeah, but you think we could have had... How dare you have the different arcade But it is... <laughs> Listen, step outside, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but it, uh, it's rock hard. Like, it it's is, stupidly yeah. hard. Like, it's so frustrating. But you're right. I would much rather yeah, have had the Simpsons Arcade. It makes so much crazy. sense. But then there must have... Well, maybe, the, maybe it's just a complete oversight. Maybe there was so much focus on releasing newer right. titles that Konami it just didn't... bought a lot of their... You know, arcade stuff home, so I don't really don't understand it. I mean, it was a it, let's be honest, we're getting into the time now where the explosion happens, yeah. Um, so it's the conveyor belt is going full pelt here, mm. uh, it's been turned up to 11. But one thing I did want to say is we had a, a, a gaming session at yours, Keith, didn't we? I think we all we, we had four players on the go on Simpsons, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was oh, just the nostalgia glasses oh, on that one. Great. I think I was Marge. Smashing everyone with me vacuum. Marge cleaner. has the best range, doesn't she? She, does. she has the hoover. She does. <laughs> yeah. But it's such a fun game, though. Yeah, it um, and it, it the, the visuals are just wicked as well. Yeah. But we're going to really start moving through the gears now, chaps, and speeding things up. You'll be pleased to know, Deal. Because <laughs> he's like, just get on with it. He's, look, he's pointing. I know. He's pointing I know. his t shirt. He's pointing his t shirt. We're almost there. We're almost there. Hold tight. A couple more minutes, yeah? So as we as we speed into 1992 um, and then on to 93 and 94, so we're looking at early 90s still, early to mid, shall we say. Sequels were, of course, on the on the menu with Street Fighter producing a champion edition, yes. Final Fight, Streets of Rage, Turtles, all expanding their portfolios, of course, because of the successes of the mm-hmm. first game. Not just successes, runaway successes. Mm. Yeah, they were all, ex- uh, all successful in their own right. We also had some other titles, um, which I've got to mention. Asterix, and remember the Asterix yeah, games? Yeah, good game. That's really good. Really good. The arcades beat them up, yeah. Bucky O'Hare. 
That's really good. That looks good. Again, Konami. Yeah. Uh, X-Men games. Obviously, we had X-Men yeah. Arcade. Yeah. Um, and we had a bunch of um, home console versions of X-Men games as well. Captain mm-hmm. Commando. Anyone That's remember Capcom Captain? as well, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's a great little game. It's yeah. weird as hell. You can, you can. Captain Commando is like a kind of a astronaut space hero kind of guy. But mm. then you can play like a mummy. <laughs> work that one out and then there's a couple of other variations but the characters are all really weird and different but you know hey ho good fun King of Monsters yes I love, I love King of Monsters yeah. Yeah. We, did, we did do a pod on that many years we did, ago yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a split pod wasn't it didn't we do Sunset Versus. Rampage isn't it no Versus Rampage oh was it, it Versus Rampage I oh, think mate. so okay we're going, this okay. is going so many years Let's ago go way back we're going, we're going take it back King of Monsters take it back I love Frank Stallone because the first King of Monsters is like a one on one fighter yes. in, a, in a closed off kind of area of the city yeah you're, you're, you, you can, can still smash the, yeah, yeah but you're one on one King of the Monsters 2 was a side scrolling beat up yes it was. So two of you play together as two of the monsters. So and fight. What does that say monsters. about SNK kind of embracing both mm. of those genres essentially under the same umbrella? So in your face, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there. So SNK have made this podcast possible. They have, yeah. Yeah. and that's that's it. See you later. Uh, but King, of, I love King of Monsters, yeah, and, and my um, my my two little ones love to play it as well because it's monsters. Yeah, it's yeah. just cool looking monsters yep. that are trashing the Golden Gate Bridge and falling over in the sea and all that sort of stuff and it, it is like ridiculously good fun uh, we also had Samurai Showdown yeah, yeah the first Samurai one yeah, yeah. it's actually Showdown. <laughs> Showdown. 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 I, Showdown I share a good story about that on the pod don't I the, that, the blockbuster well it's a story yeah it's not a good story but <laughs> I'm only joking yeah. um, Art of Fighting as well yeah, yeah, that was the one that had like the mm. knockoff Steven Seagal bloke, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it, did, it did. Robert, I think his name is. Robert. <laughs> Robert. So he has like the waistcoat slick back Steven Seagal kind of hair. Yes. Um, and uh, from the various uh, studios, they made yet more waves at the arcades and at home. So this was really getting into gear now. But 1992, however, saw the release of what would become the biggest selling and many say most beloved fighting game franchise in history with titles still being produced and in the top flight today. <laughs> Dill, would you introduce the game I'm talking about from 1992, please, from Midway. It is... Rise of the Robots! <laughs> hey! hey! The coming out next year. Rise of the Robots 11. Wait, hold on. That's not what I've got in my notes. <laughs> it's no. Mortal Kombat! You've got to do the scream from the film. <laughs> no, Mortal Kombat! <laughs> <laughs> Rob actually did it really well on the yeah. on the Mortal Kombat podcast. We've done about five Mortal Kombat pods, so it's in one of those. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Uh, yeah, I am, of course, referring to the beer moth that is Mortal Kombat. Created by Mr. Ed Boone, John Tobias, Paolo Garcia, and John Edwards at Midway and NetherRealm Studios. So a very different visual style um, to that of uh, the previous sort of fighting games. Mortal Kombat had the more sort of violent and gory edge pretty much over any of its predecessors. And the gamers absolutely loved it. Well, who wouldn't, let's be honest, yeah? Um, It was a proper raw fighting game. But um, you also had digitized graphics, which was very different. So you had pretty much the real people on the screen Mm -hmm. fighting. Um, A unique five-button control system. And also the inclusion of finishing moves called... Fatality. Come on, do it. Finish him. Fatality. That was good. Exactly. <laughs> and um, But yeah, drew drew much positive and negative attention from the public and press. It wasn't all plain sailing for these chaps. No yeah. such thing as bad publicity, though. You've stolen my line. <laughs> all That's PR. what I put at the end of this paragraph. All PR is good PR. 
he's stolen my line. But it, yeah, you're absolutely right. So, uh, but uh, like we said, no press is bad press. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I mean, the, the franchise remains really strong mm. with Mortal Kombat 10 and 11 released in the last few years. Uh, I believe 10 was 2015. Yes, I, I couldn't believe it was eight years ago. And they've announced 12. No, it's something else. 12's out, 12's out the end, uh, sorry, uh, mid-September. Yeah, but then they're going to remaster Mortal Kombat 1, aren't they? Yeah, that's yes. it. That's what I, I'm thinking I of. I was yeah. going to mention that, but you've oh. already just said it. Okay. But yeah, they are going to remaster yeah, it. Yeah. But no, t- uh, the, the, my, my kind of, um, you know, if you, if you were to look at the modern games as well, where a lot of older games have kind of, you know, gone by the by and just remastered, Mortal Kombat still goes with fresh titles. Brand new games, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're massive. Mm. They're still big. I, I mean, I downloaded 10 uh, sort of, I don't know, six months ago because it was on an offer. And I, thought, I hadn't had a good beat em up for, for years. Uh, sorry, a good 1v1 for years. And, um, I was like, this is great because yeah. you could build different characters, you know, all the classics well, with some of the new yeah. ones. And they went on, they got onto a smart sort of market employee, didn't they, by getting in characters from other franchises. The licenses they bought, yeah. must, like they got Terminator, Terminator they Robo got Cop. Alien, they got Rambo. Predator, Rambo. Rambo. Yeah, um, mad. Several other, uh, Leatherface, yeah, yeah. Jason Voorhees. Yes. There's several on there. And so. the fatalities now are quite oh sickening, God, actually. Crazy. They are quite, they're <laughs> crazy Fatalities, detail. brutalities. Uh, which just uh, yeah, and they're they're. I mean, even some of the special moves, to be honest, just in game, yeah. they're horrendously violent. So yeah, very much an eighteen plus only for mm-hmm. for that. Uh, eighteen plus, you need to be like thirty. Plus. 30 plus. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be scarred for life. But um, yeah, absolutely. But it but it remains strong. Um, and as I say, you've got uh, the twelfth title coming out, I believe, uh, September this year, so twenty twenty three. So, I mean, the attention these gained. Um, was such that along with titles such as Night Trap mm-hmm. and Lethal Enforcers actually prompted the formation of the ESRB in the United States, which was to give games ratings moving forward. I'm not surprised because, let's face it, you wouldn't want to be just buying a game for 10-year-old Johnny and yeah. somebody gets their spine ripped out of them and, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff, yeah? So that kind of made sense. Um, sequels of course followed uh, 1993 saw Mortal Kombat 2 very quickly after the first one and followed by regular sequels and spin-offs across arcade and multiple home platforms and to date to date the franchise has sold more than 80 million units and counting and sits as one of the biggest grossing franchises ever not just fighting but any ever. it's got ever. a badass logo as well I liked it in the t-shirt <clears throat> doesn't quite beat Minecraft but then hey what know, does yeah. you know, what, what does, does exactly so now although 1v1 fighting games um, had almost played second fiddle through the 80s and part of the 90s uh, due to kind of fewer releases smaller scope range etc and just maybe some apprehension from the studios you would think that it would be difficult to buck the trend but not so so after the successes of Street Fighter 2 Mortal Kombat uh, there came a string of successful titles that made uh, the early to mid-90s a haven for fighting game enthusiasts. So to name a few, and again, this is Whistle Stop, mm. we've got the revolutionary 3D Virtua Fighter, yes, of course, yes, which yes, we've yes. interviewed. Uh, uh, I do apologise, I've forgotten his name that you interviewed for on Virtua, worked on Virtua Fire. Come um, back to it in a minute. There's a few people, um, Eric Wilbur Eric was, worked a bit on it, but yes. on the port, didn't he? I, I, I interviewed someone, but I can't remember. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to yeah. that. Uh, we've got Killer Instinct, by yeah, Rare, rare yeah. Uh, Primal Rage, yeah. with uh, basically dinosaurs beating the watch out of each other. I thought it was good fun. Didn't yeah, do very yeah, well, but it was, was right. Um, I one of my absolute favourites, which is the exquisite and the bespoke to Mega Drive Eternal Champions. 
Absolutely yes. love that game, which is uh, our very good friend Eric Wilbur worked on um, and actually gives a lot of info in uh, one of the interviews and, that he did as well. And Michael, Michael Latham as well. And yeah. Michael Latham, yeah, yeah, of was, course. Absolutely. It was, it was his baby, really, mm. and Eric sort of, yeah. I, just a, a combination well. of, of champions, if you like. But yeah, love absolutely love that game. Uh, Bushido Blade, remember that one? Clay Fighter. Yeah. Remember Clay Fighter, yeah. Uh, first Tekken. Mm-hmm. Rise of the Robots. <laughs> uh, the first Tekken. <laughs> uh, yeah. Body of the Robots. Body I'm waiting for him to say it. How about, how about, it's a, it's a game that we haven't mentioned before. Uh, it's a good fighting game in the Amiga, believe it or not. It's possible. Mm. It's possible. We haven't mentioned this. And actually, he's on our Facebook group. He often chips in, the man that made it, Fabio Capone. Oh, Shadow Fighter. Shadow Fighter. That's a good game. Shadow Fighter. Shadow Fighter is, is actually, honestly, the best Amiga fighting game, I would say. It looks good. came a little bit later. came after Street Fighter 2. came after Body Blows. How's it taking you so long to mention it on this podcast? <laughs> 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 Episode 29, whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did, we did the text interview with him years text- ago. Um, and I, I don't like to say it but it probably came out a little bit towards the end of the Amiga's life so it mm, kind of okay. yeah. it, it passed a few people, people by but it's a good game mm. and actually it, it looks good it's got cool graphics should have been ported to many consoles mm. okay and uh, interesting bring back Shadow Fighter Fabio there you go another one of those that maybe didn't get the exposure mm. it should have done so um, you also had things like Fatal Fury sequels as well yep. which were quite a few they were rampant in arcades as well I seem yeah, to remember right. various different places uh, Bloody Raw Yes, War? remember those on PlayStation. Yep. Yeah, uh, Soul Calibur. Love Soul Calibur. You play that on PC. Soul um, Calibur. To name but a few. So, just briefly, then on on that point, because I know you mentioned Rise of the Robots. Deal. Yeah. Are there any at this point that you want to throw in there? Age. I know we've already said Body Blows, but why why is that special for you? Just because Street Fighter, I rinsed on the Amiga. Street Fighter Two, it was all right, but. It, I was looking for something new. You yeah. covered a lot of genres in these Whistle Top Tours, haven't you? And I've always said before, you often cover genres that were my favourites in some part, you know, part of my life. And the fighting genre was probably yeah. one of my favourite genres at one point. I really, really enjoyed fighting against my brothers, you know, not, not literally, but on the computer screen. <laughs> well, you probably did as well, um, but yeah. <laughs> but IK Plus, huge, huge time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like okay. hours. Yeah. Love that game. But Body Blows was like, oh, look at this. Amiga's own beat em up. Check mm. this out, and it Mega Drive used, owners. <laughs> to, in Body Blows' defense, it did use the one button a lot better it than did. Street Fighter. The Street Fighter was just like it was random, silly. wasn't it? it was the random. Street Fighter 2 on the Amiga, I'm pretty sure it just did it based on how far away you were from yeah. oh, okay. the character or something. It's oh, been ages dumb. since I played mm. it. I think it did it that way. Whereas Body Blows, it was like you held down the button, didn't you? And then you did the direction. Yeah, and that's then right. it did the well, attack. It kind of worked, man. It kind of worked. And, and they did the best they could with the one button mechanics. And something else that kind of copied it. was called, I think it was called Elf Fighter or something. Elf Fighter. All the characters were Elf. elves. Oh yeah. Elf Fighter. It's kind of about memories now, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek okay. silly game. And then Street Fighter 2 Super... No, then I think Super more, Street more Fighter 2... More Combat did it pretty good on the, on the Amiga. Yeah, then I think Super Street Fighter 2 also did the same thing. I think they nicked it off where you did the directions yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of the buttons. It's like one of your favourite games on the Mega Drive. Balls. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> talking about balls. Balls. That game was balls. Anyway. Age, I borrowed that from you. Yeah, no. And I must have borrowed it off you because you did cover it on the podcast. Many, yeah, many because years you ago. tried to accuse me of lending it to I you. I thought it was yours. <laughs> I said, "How dare you?" Accuse me? How dare you? 
I remember borrowing it when we were 3D. at high school. It must have been must a been Adrian. Yeah. I blame Adrian. Yeah. It must have been a Adrian. That was that that, <laughs> Classic. that episode, if you go back, was Eternal Champions and Balls. And that and led, Body Blows. That, and Body <laughs> Blows. <laughs> blows. <laughs> no, that, that led me to tweet Michael Latham and the rest is history. So that yeah, really came up I know, because yeah, if you go back, because he gave you well, he sent you like uh, documents and he stuff, did. didn't he? Like the development well, documents, legends, design yeah. documents for Eternal I mean, Champions. let's be honest, yeah, had that not come back, you would probably not have had that conversation. You wouldn't mm, have got no. to know him and yeah. oh, I mean So thank Body Blows, that's all I can say. Thank that, Body Blows. That's, that, that's on a serious note, that's pretty special though, isn't it? That the fact that, that all awesome. happened. So yeah. but Body Blows. It's got Ultimate Body Blows. There was a sequel as Get well. Get it in ultimate the Body Blows. <laughs> What's the one that they're in space? Yeah, Ultimate Body Blows. <laughs> was that body Blows is what they did space. another one? No, it wasn't like Galactic Body Blows. You know, no, you're right. I think there's three versions. I think the, the Amiga CD32 had a special okay. Galactic. Gal- I think you're right. It was Galactic Body was it Blows. Galactic? Wow. Crazy like that. It was looked rad. I never played it, but it looked rad. <laughs> did the rad? Yeah. Uh, they did a second one. Third one. There's three. Three? Yeah. So. Like a special wow. edition one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you it was can. Team 17, wasn't it? Yeah, we like Team 17. Yeah, we like that's true. Yeah, we like Team 17. Body Blows has got its place. Balls has got its place. <laughs> yeah. We don't know where that place Just don't, is, but it's Don't somewhere. Body Blows the balls. is in the bin. That's below the belt. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Don't balls up the Body Blows. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you've got to take the rough with the smooth, haven't you? You know? Yeah. We've all got memories of it, you know? <laughs> rough, rough balls and the smooth balls. <laughs> it reminded me of when we did the Manscaped adverts, remember? Oh, God, yeah. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Manscaped. Yes, I do. Special code Arcade Attack. <laughs> <laughs> For smooth oh, balls. Anyway, where are we? Where on. are we? So, that was a lot of the 1v1 fighters. Okay, the 1v1 fighters. But beat-em-ups were also still flooding the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of adaptations of the classics, of course, using like the same engines and stuff. Um, but we saw the likes of things like Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Oh, Love it. One yes. of I best. mentioned that in an arca- the arcade episode. We you did. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Part one, which never got part, part two. One. Which, <laughs> which oh, one in a series of one. I'm actually, I'm actually gutted about. Because <laughs> I, I did I push for another one, but it was like, no, do no, this instead. Part one was too good. Oh, brilliant at starting thing, not finishing. But, um, <laughs> that was a great... I loved that. Part. It was I good, thought, actually. I thought that was brilliant. Ninja Baseball Batman. You've just Ninja said the next one on my list. Come on. Ninja Baseball Batman. And if you don't know what we're talking about, first of all, shame on you. No, I'm going to you. Yeah, go and have a listen to the Arcade Attacks Arcade Archive. That's the one. Which we did about a year or so ago. Part one. Was it? Really? I think it probably was. Yeah. Maybe even longer than but that. But those, those are two great 90s beat-em-ups. Yeah, Cadillacs yeah. and Dinosaurs and Ninja Baseball Batman. And Knights of the Round. And Knights of the Round. Knights of the Round. Uh, again, on my list here. Yeah. Love it. Oh, yeah. you guys are good. You guys are good. <laughs> um, you've also got the very unique and extremely difficult Comic Zone. Oh God. Zone. oh, God. Great yeah. game, I do not like that game. No, it's, it's so good. Game. It looks great. Difficult. It sounds great, but it is absolutely hard as difficult. nails. It's really difficult. Knights of Round, as we've just said, which, again, a very sort of under-loved game. RPG light. RPG light. <laughs> Very light. Yeah, no. Extremely light. But, but the lightest of light. <laughs> the lightest of light. With a little pinch. Just a pinch. A, a dash. pinch of light. A dash. A dash. <laughs> a splash. <laughs> what are we like? Um, and you also had Alien vs. Predator. Oh! oh. How can we Another great that? one. Oh, Another great one. So, despite what appeared to be a bit of a chokehold on the gaming scene, both uh, beat-em-ups and fighters were now being challenged. Batman by, Returns. By, uh, Batman Returns. <laughs> I've got these at the... I've got some at the end. Of, uh, yeah. Shout them out. Just right. shout them out. But Batman, Batman Returns is a great game yeah. on the SNES. That's about it, though, isn't it? Yeah. It wasn't great anywhere else. No. And we did a pod on that as well. <laughs> we did, we did yeah. on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Go we and check out. <laughs> We're too good. Uh, but yeah, we had challenges 
flying in left, right, and centre with the likes of uh, loads of racing games, uh, lots of RTS titles coming in. Funnily enough, we did a pod on that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the golden age of RTS was very much underway in the in the mid nineties. Um, certainly on on PC, some of them on console as well. Um, and both those genres were were becoming huge. Racing games had, had kind of always enjoyed a lot of yeah. success, um, yeah. and nothing had changed uh, to pretty much going into the nineties. Um, and so on and so forth. But added to that, a newer type of game started to, to pique the interest of gamers, which thanks to greater advances in the hardware on consoles, uh, such as the N64 and PlayStation, meant they could enjoy uh, this, this particular genre more and more at home. So the genre in question, first-person shooters. Funnily enough, we've done a pod on that as yeah. well. <laughs> good plug. That's a good plug. Yeah. It, good plug. <laughs> you know, hey, 16 years in sales, you know. Um, but... Uh, but essentially what started as kind of clunky and basic was now becoming more advanced and a real draw for the gamers in, in, this, uh, in this particular genre. And it started to dilute a bit of the attention away from the usual king of the pile, which was now fighting and beat-em-up games, obviously mm. following on from the successes of the likes of Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, yeah. and all of those other fantastic titles that we've just said. So, like I said, I did do a, an FPS through the ages as well. I mean, if you fancy it, have a, I mean, there's so much in there, I can't even remember like what was in there. But it goes from, it's one of the very earliest types yeah. of game um, and, and, and kind of just gains and gains and gains momentum. And, and today is, is you know, a, a massive genre. Um, so, but wait, 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 wait. FPS didn't rule the roost completely. So the 1v1 fighting genre did have an ace up its sleeve. Yeah. Mm. So due to the growing uh, competitive nature of the games and the increased accessibility at arcades and on the home consoles, players could play against other human players more frequently and not just AI. So the result of all this competitiveness and testosterone and whatever else you want to throw into the mix um, is the creation of thousands of local and regional tournaments held in local arcades, which drew in stacks of players. They used to hold these regularly. They'd do it for, you know, credit in the arcade or prize or whatever. But really, let's face it, it was about willy-waving. Bragging yeah. rights. Who was the be- exactly. Who was the best at a particular beat-em-up uh, or a 1v1, as I said. So it soon morphed into a much larger open tournament called Battle by the Bay in 1996. Anyone know of this? Oh, you're in for a treat. Dean, Dean's sitting there. I can turn right now going, yes! That's what I suggested. But this is thanks to him. And I, I, I looked at this and some of it's, uh, it's great. If you want to go back and look at some of the videos, mm. it's super competitive. Um, and I mean, almost an art form in terms of what these, these guys and girls were doing yeah. on these joypads and things. Crazy stuff. But in 1996, yeah, the very first Battle by the Bay, uh, which was designed to prove who was the very best uh, Street Fighter, pretty much, mm. across the, the things like Street Fighter 2 and its various iterations, such as Alpha, Turbo, and the like. Um, the first one was held uh, in an arcade hall in Sunnyvale, California in 96 uh, by uh, guys called Tony and Tom Cannon, Joey Cuella, pre, uh, apologies if I've butchered your name there, and Seth Gillian. Killian, sorry. So it spawned two more events and eventually went on to become uh, the Evolution Championship Series. So it was Bay, what was it? Battle by the Bay, then it was B3 and B4, I think. So they started then holding regular yearly events and it it turned into the Evolution Championship Series, uh, which pretty much changed the scene forever Mm. and to this day and still runs huge events today to prove who is the best of the best at competitive fighting across uh, loads of well-known titles, not not just Street Fighter, but bunches of titles, old and new. Yeah, so not just the newest stuff, the older stuff as well. So the Evolution event produced 
really what many gamers and certainly those in the competitive fighting community consider the greatest moment in gaming. And if you haven't seen this, I've, I, I've I seen unknowingly it. saw this clip I have seen some it. years yeah. ago. Didn't really know the gravitas of it at the time and obviously just soaked up the, the, the sort of atmosphere in the video. I thought, oh, this is cool. Mm. Now knowing what was at stake and kind of the... What, I'm on the edge of my seat, James. What, what was going on is amazing, yeah. Steady on. <laughs> it's, it, it's hard. I'll get there, I'll get there. Suspense is killing you, is it? But this moment came in uh, 2004 at uh, the Evolution event in the California State Polytechnic University on the 1st of August that year. So two competitors named Justin Wong and Dago the Beast Umahara... Ooh. Uh, were head-to-head in a semi-final match, and Daigo, playing as Ken, found himself in the unenviable position of having just one pixel of vitality oh, left. We've, we've all been pixel, there. We one been pixel there. of health Oh, left. no. So to make matters worse, his opponent, Justin, playing as Chun-Li, then executed the super art move. Well, it's game over. Which was a series of extremely... It's game over, mate. It's that's, game that's over. That's got to be it, right? It's game, game over. over, man. I mean, yeah. and that, well, the funny thing is, the room was like, yeah, that's it. People started walking out. Yeah. Like, that was it, because it's like game over. You're never going to... Oh, Chun-Li... Oh, yeah. Let's go to the bar. It's just finished. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chun-Li, if you're facing that uh, with full health, <laughs> let alone a pixel, yeah? A pixel of health. Um... So he executed the super art move, which was a series of extremely fast and damaging blows to put the match essentially beyond reach. The only defense available to Dago was a parry, which could block a single strike to take no damage from the incoming attack mm-hmm. if executed with perfect timing. Wait, mm-hmm. But I thought if you blocked, you got still the... No, 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 no right. it's a parry. This so is the difference is... Oh, parry. Yeah. If you were to hold backwards, then you would That's take damage. Block, yeah. yeah? This is actually pushing towards your opponent. Oh, that's brave! At exactly the right moment to mm. block to, or to parry. Sorry, the attack. Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> um, where were we? So he had to do this with literally perfect timing. So, but the virtually impossible happened as Dago performed a series of these difficult parries, blocking each and every one of his opponent's kicks, ending with a jump and final parry in the air. Dago was then able to execute his own super art move and defeat Justin in a moment that's pretty much amazing to watch regardless it of is crazy when you watch and it yeah you it's not staged it it's, it's real no, it's no, legit. No, no. oh no 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 this is 100 yeah, yeah. percent. and you like it's raw footage and it's there's no kind of like setup about it this guy actually True. counters and it's amazing like you hear the crowd and the crowd goes from oh he's done it like he's done a parry to oh my god he, oh <laughs> and they go they go literally ballistic at the end um but if you watch a replay of it it just gives you a sense of the gravity of the moment because uh, the crowd just gets louder and louder and louder with every single parry that he does i mean the, the whole clip i think is about a minute um mm. it's it's only like the second half of the match and then obviously the, the the bits after it um but that particular moment which is known as um evolution moment 37 Funnily enough. <laughs> wow, I'm going to see the other 36 moments. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Just they're anywhere near as impressive. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. I don't think they're anywhere near as impressive. Um, but this this put the uh, the genre right back in the spotlight um, and um, gave life to a genre that had seen a decline sort of in, from the late 90s into the early mm. 90s slightly. So the game they played was Street Fighter 3. 
uh, and our very own Dino. And I have seen this elsewhere, actually. He, he kind of t- said this phrase on the group, uh, I think earlier today or yesterday. But I've looked it up and it's actually like a real thing. So it must be a thing among sort of fighting enthusiasts. The game is so broken, it's perfect. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of people, if you look at charts and things like that, a lot of people put it at the, the best fighting game ever. The best 1v1 fighting game ever, Street Fighter 3. I've seen so a lot of charts. I was right yeah. earlier what I said about well, how... Yeah. Yeah, well, according to what's out there, the, the, a lot of charts put it at at, um, at, at the top, number one spot. Uh, so there you go. And that's from our very own Dino as well. But so broken, it's perfect. There mm, you go. Interesting. Added to that, uh, it it's was... Like a podcast now. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> on the flip side though it was an arcade only release um, meaning it completely passed by the uh, the home market so it didn't quite get the coverage or exposure that it it had kind of hoped for so a lot of people don't actually remember it that well uh, unless you were you know was there not a a version of it on the Dreamcast yeah they had Third Strike Uh, Third Strike okay so was that a variation it finally arrived in 1999 on the Dreamcast but they improved it didn't they it wasn't wasn't a straight port no no. put like more modes but it was too little too late sadly Uh, Um, and although it's revered by gamers as pretty much the best beat em up ever released it did suffer a uh, big lack of exposure. It's a weird one, like you said, because it's, it's it's beautiful to look at. Like the animation in it is phenomenal. It, one like, of the biggest is a two D animation. animation. Yeah, but I never, I've never got into that one. But there's been uh, various other ones. Like, I love, really love the Alpha games, the Alpha Street Fighter. This is it. This but is exactly. And if you and if you look at, I was looking at stacks yeah. of, of info online across various different sites, mm. and so many places are like, oh, three D animation, the movement, yeah. the fluidity, the special moves, the parrying. Oh, oh, just great, great, great. And then there's other sites that will be like. Yeah, it's great, but I prefer Alpha yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah. And and it's, it's like, weird. there's clearly a division there mm. for the ones that actually played it hardcore in the arcades and the ones that were yeah. more home-based yeah, that yeah, yeah. didn't. Yeah. So that's why it passed a lot of people by because mm. it never it never really got a, an instant home release. So there we go. But as we move into the noughties and towards today, uh, the home console market had exploded around the millennium with the likes of Sony, Nintendo, Sega and later Microsoft all jockeying for position on the hardware and the software fronts. Um because of the now vast offering of genres and titles, beat-em-ups, it seems, had seen their heyday. Mm. Yeah, we'd seen all those great titles in the 90s, and it really did drop off a bit of a it cliff. Is. Yeah, um, The releases in the genre are now generally sequels to the already successful titles. Yeah. No surprises there. If it yeah. keeps making money, keep, keep flogging it. Um, spin-offs or adaptations uh, to uh, new home consoles of older arcade f- uh, features, excuse me. So some original titles did appear, such as the likes of Fighting Force. We like Fighting Force. I like yeah. the first one. I like the first one. Yeah. I, and I did as well. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, and quite a lot of freedom <laughs> to like mm-hmm. do stuff. I mean, it, was, it didn't look that great. But yeah, anyway. no, like smashing of, down the walls a lot of games and stuff. Walls, cars. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it meant well. A, a damn good effort, let's be honest, mm-hmm. for the time. Because nothing new was really coming Wasn't out. Wasn't that considered as like a Streets of Rage? It was. It was the spiritual it? successor, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> Fair enough. And we had, uh, of course, we haven't mentioned it yet, but Nintendo's Mag Cat Brawler on the N64, Super Smash Bros. Oh, my words. Yeah. <laughs> that game's too much for me. No, I've got, yeah, yeah, too I, much I'm going always on. like, where's my character? There's too much going on. I don't know where, where my am guy I? Is. Yeah. Why? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> where am I? <laughs> where am I? I, I need just like, like, a, a see that long I've got a good strategy, and I can sometimes beat Tate, my son, who's oh, really good at it. I just find, I, I choose a level where lots of platforms are high up. I hide in the top platform. <laughs> when there's those people fighting at the bottom, I wait for them to fight each other, and right at the end, I come down and just hit them off. That's my strategy. It works sometimes. But it won't be anymore. So it's quite cowardly. <laughs> 
Oh, Tate, Tate, Tate won't listen to this. No, but yeah. if anyone else does, they're like, right, I know how to beat him at Smash Bros. <laughs> Keith, can we play some Smash Bros. at your place? It's all right. So I can beat Adrian at his own game. But yeah, Super Smash Brothers uh, and and Fighting Force kind of only really sort of flying the flag for the original yeah. uh, sort of combat melee type games. But a lot of games are now incorporating the beat 'em up style into a bigger action adventure or RPG package. Yeah, well that's it. Such that's... as Sega's Yakuza in two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Midway had a go as well with Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. Oh. Never PS2. played that. Great game. Oh. So it's, yeah, so you could. I think it's Liu Kang and Kung Lao, mm. and you you it, it, it's literally like a, a, a it's literally a beat 'em up. But you have these different areas, and it's it's kind of a weird. It's not a left to right. You've you've got like a three D area, mm. and yeah, lots of different um, kind of environmental things you can hit and move and stuff like that. Enemies and things. Yeah. But you use their moves from Mortal Kombat. But in, in a beat like, up, yeah, kind of nice. it's really, really yeah. it's really good. I remember play, I played that a lot back in the day on the on the uh, PS2. That was one of the things that was so cool about like Streets of Rage too, because they because they added those special moves. Yeah, which we obviously we got familiar with from Street Fighter. Because I liked like, I oh, liked side cool. scroll, yeah, I liked side scroll and beat 'em ups when you can do special moves because it felt like yeah. wow, mm-hmm. this is the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. love it. <laughs> So because, well, I mean, it was losing, we were now losing a bit of, uh, well, a lot of steam, uh, certainly on the beat em up front. Um, and it, again, we just said sort of dropped off a bit of a cliff, really. Um, but because of this, the following years until today saw mostly spin-offs, reboots into other platforms yeah. uh, uh, of the array of beat em up classics that we love so much during the 80s and 90s. Um, there are a couple of notable exceptions in today's markets of, of beat em up still flying the flag, such as Streets of Rage 4, which we've said already. Uh, and again, uh, they could have absolutely ruined it they didn't in my eyes i think it's a, a fantastic game um one of my fave games and as we've said before shredder's revenge mm. which again was another good a great title. a great one which was a throwback when it came out um it came out around the time of the film i think scott pilgrim versus the world yeah i've seen that's that yeah that's really good and that also rpg yeah it's not so straightforward as the normal scrolling beat em up but really good, really good fun. I've se- uh, it's funny you say that because I was looking at a couple of lists of like um, unsung heroes of, mm. of beat them up kind of flying I think the flag. With that, and that was on it. <coughs> with that, you couldn't get hold of it for a while. Right. I think it had a limited release on like a PS3, possibly. So it might have just been on PlayStation Network at the time. And it wasn't until years later. Now you can buy it. I think on all the. You know, on your... yeah, there was it was it was with a I think it was a list of ten, a couple of lists mm. of ten that I looked at, but it was in amongst other ones like were unsung heroes you must yeah, play yeah. that you'd never heard of, sort of yeah. thing. And that was that was one of them. So I might give that a look up actually. To yeah, you should. I think you'd enjoy it. Good stuff. Um, so both of those very successful, and actually introduced younger gamers into the genre that to pretty much is sorely up, underrepresented in today's marketplace. Um, but the fact that all of the classics are available through the likes of you know your retro pies and other systems mean that um, you know if we go on about them enough, then they can be enjoyed by future mm-hmm. generations, can they not? Mm-hmm. So that's the, that was the story for sort of beat 'em ups, and it's kind of a, a bit of a, a closed door to be fair, other than a few other games that, that yeah. came out. But one v one fighters, however, did not suffer the same fate as the beat 'em up. Um, the genre did have a bit of a lull around the late nineties, uh, as we mentioned, but there have always been a steady stream of quality titles arriving on pretty much all platforms so due to the various esport events um, and the associated coverage it really enjoyed generally continued growth so street fighter has an impressive impressive 80 titles in its library believe it or not all the variations spin-offs 80, 80 titles 80? yeah because all the variations on the arcades and everything yeah it still sounds like a lot though. it does yeah <laughs> that's it it's oh, got 80 80 80. Yeah. and we've got the likes of tekken 
Uh, Dead or Alive, remember that one? Yeah, the King of, the King of Fighters, which had a massive run. Mm. Uh, still going now, I believe. Yeah, King, King of Fighters is 15, 15 mm-hmm. or 16 mm-hmm. they're up to now. Guilty Gear, which I know Dino oh, absolutely they're adores. They're great. Great yeah. looking game. Oh, beautiful game. Uh, Virtua Fighter, which we mentioned. Injustice. Mm. Uh, Marvel yeah. versus Capcom. Yes. Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. All the versus games. We didn't even mention them. Yeah. X-Men versus Street Fighter. Marvel versus Capcom. Mm. Oh, come on. Go on. Darkstalkers. Sorry. I've got that. Got, is on my list that? at the Sorry. end. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Guilty Gear and Gears of War make like a weird match. Guilty Gears of War. Anyway, so as I said... <laughs> <laughs> well done, James. Guilty Gears of War. You would play it. Who's the main guy in Gears of War? It'll be Marcus Phoenix. Yeah, he'll be a good fighter. Yeah. Yeah. And the Coal Train. Woo! What are we doing? Sorry. Hijacking. You can't help yourself, can you? They need to get them on the Xbox version of the new Mortal Kombat, James. What, Marcus Phoenix? Yeah. yeah. Why not? To be fair, you could have, you could, you, you've got a choice of characters from Gears. Because as well, well because you've got character, loads of characters like Robocop and they have guns. General Ram. You can yeah. have the, the Lancer and stuff. Queen like Locust. Oh. Yeah. Don't don't tempt me. I'll be <laughs> writing letters. I'll be sending emails. It's a good idea. Banging on the you door. idea all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> No, incorporate not guilty gears of war, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where were we? Right. Uh, yeah, Tech and Dead or Alive. Uh, where were we? Just Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, great selection of games there. Um, and in one form or another. But the genre still ma- remains pretty strong. The esports industry as a total is currently worth one and a half billion. Um, you know, watching people playing games, essentially, yeah. But it is, it's becoming absolutely huge. And I'm doing you know, things like Rocket League, FIFA, but there's a load of 1v1 fighting yeah, yeah. Uh, tournaments as well, still going. And as I said, the Evolution tournament, um, very much alive and well, draws a, a big crowd, lots of money, etc. Um, <clears throat> so they're not going anywhere anytime soon. But you've also got things like the advances in graphics, damage and movement detail, and things like the UFC games. Um, yeah, yeah. very good in terms of uh, the, the sort of damage detail and stuff like that and also the WWE 2K series as well means you can control uh, pl- control and experience players and their favourite superstars uh, or create your very own carve mm. a career etc so very sort of involved very more, very much more involved than kind of classic beat em up styles and 1v1 styles um, but something that, you know the, the, the older sort of games didn't really have scope for you couldn't really create your own people and that sort of thing so to summarise uh, any and all fighting game types really had an extremely humble beginning. So with Heavyweight Champ and later Kung Fu Master, a couple of great games. Um, beat-em-ups took the early initiative in the late 80s with the classics, as we said, like Final Fight and Golden Axe. Um, and, and it had its golden age, should we say, around the early to mid-90s? I think that's fair oh, to yeah. say. Correct. Yeah, yeah, for beat-em-ups. So it, was, yeah. it wasn't a big window. It wasn't a big window, but it was it, it, it was an explosion of, of, of really great titles. So the 1v1 story didn't really get going until the birth of the original Street Fighter, and then yes. 2, and then Mortal Kombat, of course. Um, and in the bumper years that were 1991 and 92, and then they've kind of continued to grow from then. Did it have a golden age? Did 1v1 fighters have a golden age, do we think? Yeah, Street Fighter 2 to Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, that the early nineties. Yeah, no, I, would say, I would say yeah, all f- up until the late nineties when you got the X Men mm. versus Street Fighter and stuff mm. like that. For just the nineties. General, just general. The 90s, from what uh, I can gather I online, say. the general opinion is the nineties. Yeah. Um, again, That's some fair. will argue quite rightly so. The early nineties was was the kind of the real golden hour. But yeah, nineties yeah. is because you've got a lot of the Street Fighter adaptations, Marvel vs. Yeah. and they were great games. You know, from still, January still the first, nineteen ninety until December the 31st, 1999. That was the golden era. Mm-hmm. Which unfortunately included body blows as well. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. And balls. And balls. <laughs> and, and, and rise of the robot. 
Yeah. Yeah. Does Mortal Kombat have a Rise of the Robots novel? A novel based on it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it probably does, actually. Mortal Kombat. I bet there's loads of Mortal Kombat yeah. books. <laughs> so, therefore, fellas, we've got a very, very, very potted history of fighting games, <laughs> yeah? Um, you, so did there, you did it. There are a few more titles. There are a few more titles I wanted to throw out there that I didn't mention throughout the journey. But before I do that. Oh, here we go. I wanted to get your your slant. So my question to each of you guys is, <laughs> what are your favourite beat-em-up and 1v1 fighting games? And when was the heyday for each, in your opinion? So we've done the heyday bit, the golden age type stuff. So what, what would you put down as your kind of most memorable slash will always go back to beat-em-up and 1v1? Easy Street Fighter 2, Easy Streets of Rage 2. Street Fighter 2, Streets of Rage 2. Street, streets of Rage 2. Streets of Rage 2. Streets can't see past it. Nope. Well, for, for 1v1 though and again this this comes back to like me being a Saturn owner at the time yeah, and yeah. stuff Marvel we Capcom Street Fighter Alpha 2 oh, Street Fighter Alpha 2 yeah oh, I still go back and play that a lot now I've even managed to complete the arcade version Whee! which is like one of my very few gaming achievements <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> very few go Keith um, but yeah Alpha Street Fighter Alpha 2 is, is my one uh. definitely age I'm not going to say Street Fighter even though I probably could I'm going to just say Tekken 2 I like Tekken 2 a lot Tekken, yeah. I really like Tekken 2. Tekken yeah. 2 is a great game, actually. I had a lot of fun yeah. playing Tekken 2 on beat the PlayStation. Probably beat him up. I'll mix it up a bit. I really did quite enjoy um, uh, Knights of the Round. There you go. Knights of the Round is a great game. Knights of the Round is a great game. I play that game with Tate quite a lot. He always wants to play it. I'm like, yeah, why not? It's good fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with Dill, uh, Street Fighter 2. I can't. What, one I can't There's, there is nothing mm. else that surpasses it I'd probably say the original Streets of Rage is my beat em up mm. nice it's fair. I, I love I, I almost love the first two equally yeah, so I just, it's, it's just when I played it it was it, it was just it was the timing it was the timing I yeah, just played yeah. it and I was blown I, I just loved it the visuals and the neon signs and the, the noises mm. I, brilliant I mean don't get me wrong two's just a trip that, I mean this is tough up, though because that question I, that, I think it's probably true for all of us like if you're ever going back on you're going on a retro pile or you're emulating or whatever it's Nine times out of ten, one of the first games off I'll play is one of those beat 'em ups. Yep, because they were that. It was that explosion. Because I'm thinking about oh yeah, Streets of Rage two, Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, um, Turtles. Simpsons, they just go twos, don't they? That. I just love those games. Yeah, you'll always look to see if they're there, yeah. and you'll be like, do they run all right? Is the, you know, is the conversion okay? Da, da, da. There were so many good ones. So there we go. Street Fighter two gets the love. Streets of Rage gets the love. What, what got the lo- oh Knights around a cracking game actually to be mm, fair yeah, with a, with a little, just, little just don't mention <laughs> tables we never mention tables when we talk about Knights around do we Cause it's supposed to be Knights around table isn't it yeah Didn't, you got a round table actually I do have a round table see <laughs> we are all equal here <laughs> yeah we're not actually sitting round the tables. No. We're sort of sitting near it. What are we talking about? <laughs> round tables. What is this? Rubbish. <laughs> well, I'm just about to come on and give you a couple of minutes as well before the end. Oh. All right. Well, you know that anyway because yeah, I told you he, earlier. He did, yeah. He's, he's acting like he's surprised. Me. I'm giving a, I'm giving him a licensed hijack. Oh, yeah. So it's worth mentioning, um, but it's good to get your 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 viewpoints there, fellas. It's worth mentioning before we uh, we close up at this point that we've we've had the immense privilege to have interviewed via Mr. Maestro Adriano over here. I've only done one interview myself, but most of the, the all of the fantastic ones have been done by. By, uh, Yours was there. good too, James. Don't talk it down. That was hey, a great one. I, I t- tell you Gears what, I really war. enjoyed it. Gears of War. Gears of War. Let's go. Gears of War. Should I have a chat with Kevin Mipple? See if we do the music for it. 
Yeah, for guilty kids. I'll get him to. I'll get him something to. I'll get him to compose something. Yeah, I'm sure he'd, he'd love that. <laughs> um, but loads of industry, you know, gaming industry giants, uh, many of whom are involved in in the beat 'em up and fighting yes, up, fighting genres. Actually, true. so age, hey, just just briefly give us if you can, just Eesh. just give us a flavour of some of the interviews, like your John Tobias, your Graham Boxall, your Francois Bertrand. I mean, what Ooh. kind of you know what input did they have, and do they do they all have fond memories of the that, that genre, or yeah. you know, were they more challenging? to make than other games or what what was any of your highlights from those interviews I think for me um, getting John Tobias on the pod was quite a big deal because mm. he doesn't do a lot of interviews yeah. and I kind of had to, li- had to bully him into it a little bit it's like oh we don't really do interviews you're a bully like Callum Wilson <laughs> oh. <laughs> now you've said it <laughs> can you get it out there man oh, out yeah. there. I feel like someone needs to give context on that <laughs> yeah now, Callum Wilson you bully um he doesn't do many interviews, John Tobias. So he no. was a bit unsure at the start, going, "Well, you know," but but I mean, we got in a bit of a, twi- a Twitter conversation, and I think usually he might just ignore these things, but for some reason he agreed to it, and he gave a, a good interview. I really think he gave a good interview. Mm. He, I think he was a bit nervous. I don't. Why are you nervous, man? You made one of the best mm. fighting games of all time. Yeah, you know. But he gave us a really good insight about creating Mortal Kombat from scratch. He done all the artwork and the sort of character design. I think Ed done the other sort of programming stuff but they made a really good team i think he's back he was he 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 left mortal kombat i think after mortal kombat 3 maybe but he's come back again i believe he's back in the the fold again um a lot of people thought mortal kombat went downhill after john left and i have to agree a little bit i i kind of lost a bit even though it's like gone from strength to strength in recent years i think it was kind of in the doldrums Mm, for a bit more combat wasn't it yeah. No, I, th- I think you're early right. Two thousands, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I started seeing ads for ten, which was like the the the, the rebirth. It was like of, a comeback. What really it was big. It? it was yeah, big. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of advertising around mm. it, a lot of merch, and a lot of um, very well placed YouTube videos, etc. Yeah. Um, but that's when it all kicked off again, and now there's a whole new. Yes. You know, I mean, mm. the anticipation for twelve is massive. So, but anyway, yeah, um, and uh, we can't forget Michael Latham as well. Obviously, no, that, 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 that legend. He's, he's a he's a he was a good friend of Arcade Attack, and um, he gave some great interviews, both text and and audio yeah. interviews. And uh, he, again, he was quite a shy person, really, and he was a bit not reluctant, but because he kind of trusted us, he, he he said, "Yeah, I want to tell my story." And he he helped make Eternal Champions, but he was a big fan of Street Fighter, a big fan of the fighting genre. He had a big. Yeah, he did. So he told some stories, didn't he? he about, did uh, in in one of your interviews about the because uh, they had Street Fighter Two in the office. Didn't yeah, they, they did. Yeah. Sega of America. Yeah, and they said all the irony. Proper, yeah, Brilliant. Oh, wow. but that's 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 just so special, right there, to have that sort of yeah, in his own in his own yeah. words as well. And know. Eric Wahlberg, great interviews as well. He worked at Sega. And he also worked on Netfighter, and he gave a uh, that's and it. Thanks, and thanks, Keith, by the way, and everyone else in the room. But he gave a nice retro gamer interview, didn't he? Uh, he text. Did, yeah. Uh, and he spoke about Netfighter. No one talks about Netfighter. You didn't talk about Netfighter. I was hoping you would do it during this section. Uh, and, I've, and I've played the my first cards ever, right, haven't I? <laughs> the first online ever fighting game. So fair play. Good good article, that. Um, again, I, I can't even remember half the people for text interviews. Fran- Francis Ber- Ber- Francois Bertrand. He worked on Virtual Fighter. He did, fighter. Yeah. Done a brilliant job. And I think that he signed up for working with the Jaguar and he's, I think his reputation went downhill a little bit because he made Fight mm. for Life and I'm like oh no because I think he wasn't given all the tools can you imagine that not given all the tools working at Atari we haven't mentioned that Double Dragon game on the Jaguar either Double no, Dragon 5 yeah don't. Double Dragon that's 5 not. that's when the two the two genres collided <laughs> you see you thought SNK was bringing it no, yeah. Double Dragon 5 <laughs> I was yeah. sincerely hoping we weren't going to go down this yeah. bloody they rabbit were bringing hole something 
because we had this out on the Double we Dragon did, pod. We, we did, did have it we out. Did, and, yeah. and for weeks after on the socials as well, let's be honest. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, respect to people that gave the time to give us, give us interviews. And of course. They mm. did make a big difference in those genres, yeah. I mean, that I, I, I hold so much respect for you and them, to be fair, because it's just such a special thing to have all of that content in their own words about the games that they produce. And that's all stuff that we used to play that we idolised. Mm. Yes. You know, and it's just it's still amazing to me, and I'm sure, Keith, I'm sure you've said yeah, this yeah. before, that we're listening, talking, and watching people that, that created our childhoods mm. and, and our, the, the gaming sections of our childhoods. Yeah, it's just yeah. incredible. You know, to actually it's nice something. as well when you listen to yeah. some of these interviews, but you because you can tell they're kind of genuinely, genuinely sort of still kind of surprised and humbled that anyone cares about what they did thirty years ago. Uh, but, Yet to yeah. us, it's like it was this huge thing when we were kids. But it is, it, yeah. it is, and I, and I and I don't think they should be surprised at all because no, no, memory, no. the memory still lives on big time. Mm. John Tobias created that logo. I know. The, did he actually the logo create the logo? On my shirt. The logo awesome. on my shirt. Did we say what shirt you've got on? Oh, really? Yeah. Did you tell everyone what shirt you've got well, I'm on? Pretty sure it was John. We didn't say yeah, no, you well, didn't. He, I did. Well, he said Rise of the Robots. Everyone oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, John Tobias, before he made Mortal Kombat, made the Rise of the Robots logo, yeah. <laughs> I'm go. totally going to make a Rise of the Robots t-shirt because I don't think there is one in existence. <laughs> there probably isn't so. a commercially available one. <laughs> there was a Zool one back I'm in gonna, the day. And you could launch it with another book reading. I'm going to do it. I'll make one and I'll put it on the Arcade Attack merch page. Oh, no. I don't think I don't think those guys are going to care. It was Mirage, I think, made Rise of the Robots. I don't know. Right, they might be angry. You should you, do it with the, the <laughs> design that Dino did for you. The Rise of the Robots. Oh god, deal. me, me, <laughs> me as the cyborg. Yeah. Oh god, no. <laughs> make it happen. Yeah, it was good, it but no. Let's do let's do one with the actual cyborg. And then me as well. And then, then he did me a solid snake. You a solid snake. That me a solid cool. snake was very was good. Cool. I like that, mate. I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's definitely going to teach. Oh, so uh, there you go. As promised, as we said right at the end, there are a few that I didn't throw in, but mm. feel free to launch any more that you think in the last couple of minutes here. Okay. So there are a few I didn't mention, which fall into our category today, loosely or otherwise. So we got Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Of course. The arcade oh, game. It's kind of like the arcade game. Well, well, I, su- both, even I suppose the... both of them. It's not really a platformer, is it? So, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Kung Fu, basically. It is, it is, it is combat. It's a bit like Kung Fu. In a loose sense, like yeah. I said, loosely. Uh, Battletoads. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, technically, very impressive. Also, balls hard mm-hmm. as well. You know, very hard. Is, yeah. Yes. Um, there's one, I've never heard of this, but apparently, this is fairly highly rated Skullgirls. I've heard of it. I think that's a more modern 2D series yeah I, it apparently sits there's so many on. there's so yeah. many 2d sort of anime looking well, there we go we've got dragon ball fighter from dragon ball yeah. Z. Uh, dark stalkers yeah which, great, uh, series games. great series of uh, games sonic blast man nope i didn't okay, think man. that one either uh, the, <laughs> the punisher was a big yeah that's punisher. a capcom again that's a great yeah. one i um, think isn't that one of the most expensive games on the mega drive the Punisher, it yeah. It looks right. the nuts. there was a port of it. You are it. correct. There was a port I'm of it. I need to punish on really a PS2. Mm. Different game. Good game, though. I've got it on the original Xbox. Okay. Different game, but good game. Any more to throw out there before I get heckled online? Heckled well, no, you, we mentioned Ninja Baseball Batman. I wanted to make sure that was... Yeah. And Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. And Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. And Alien vs. Predator. Oh, and oh. Street Fighter and all that sort of stuff there. But that... DJ that, Boy. Do you remember DJ Boy? DJ Boy. DJ Boy. On his roller skates. Oh, no. Uh. But, but that is a... That, well, think of any more while I'm doing the closing bits and just shout them out. Growl. But, growl. Oh, I saw that one mentioned, yeah. That had James a po- said shout out, not growl out. Growl. <laughs> <laughs> growl. Well, you've got it if you growl. say growl, haven't you? 
Yeah, that was that was an arcade. Oh, was it Data East? Maybe it was kind of like almost Indiana Jones inspired, the main character. Gotcha. And it was like, but it was ported to the Mega Drive, and then it was only single player, and it wasn't as good. I've, I've kind I've of got, vaguely remember renting it. I've once. got a quick curveball. Um, Go on. Skull and Crossbones and the Amiga. What a great game. Side side scroller pirate game. Ha- more hack and slash than fighting. Still, but still, I'm counting I, it. I've, I've Skull still, Crossbones, when I baby. Splatterhouse, and which is kind of Moonstone. Moonstone, Moonstone on the Amiga. Moonstone, Moonstone that's great. <laughs> hey, you mean, swallowed the microphone. Thought, no, because I was like, how could I go Moonstone? mad? If we don't... Yeah, it just, it oh, just God, popped into my head. Those little fighting bits, isn't it? In Moonstone, before Mortal Kombat. Sorry, before, before Mortal Kombat. Sorry, John. It was Moonstone. <laughs> I tried to interview the guys at Moonstone, but they don't want to talk to me. Okay. <laughs> oh. Two crude dudes. Two crude dudes. Yes, yes. two crude dudes. That was a sequel to Bad Dudes. And it was, yeah. I think in the arcade it was called Crude Buster. Mm. And then, and the mega drivers. There are quite a few, and there'll be countless more by the yeah. time we've kind of, you know, finished oh, uh, today. Night Slashers, that's a good one. Night Slashers. Night Slashers. I think it's Konami, and it's like a, it's like a horror theme beat 'em up. And you play, you can one. I think one of the characters is like a priest, and you go around like kicking zombies to death and stuff. It's again, it's another, <laughs> it's another kind, of, cl- kind of like the priest in Brain Dead. Slashers. It's really good fun. Sounds like a game where you. You, we need to go to the toilet at night time. <laughs> the got, there's no lights. Night slashers. No, look it up. <laughs> Next time you've got the retro pie on. Night, night taking the slashers. Night okay. slashers. And the, fat, and the family version of Pitch Black Wee Wee. <laughs> oh, there's another one. What's it called? Metamorphic Force. Yes, I've heard He's that. He's on a roll now. Where you ter- yeah, where you kind of change. It's kind of altered beastie because you change mm. into from human form to beast form. All right. Can you give us a rundown of the act because it'll be in that film? <laughs> in Metamorphic <laughs> Force. <laughs> John Cena. Is he, is Who's he doing the casting? Yeah. John Cena again. <laughs> Seriously, though, Night Slashers. Night Slashers. Check it out. Mm. Pitch Black Wee Wee. Look it up. About two times now. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> oh, yeah. Twice a night with Night Slashers. Yeah, for sure. Keith's going to look on his phone now for some more, but whilst he does, no, that that there was a very holy, holy with holes, not oh, not that kind of holy, um, an at a glance look at all things fighting through the ages. So as always, but especially more so with this one, I know I'm going to get bare amounts of stick online, but I'm here for it. I'm here. No. For it. I'm here for it. So grab us on the socials for your for your say and have a shout. Any game we've we've missed, do do tell us. And me, do tell me because I'd like to know. Um, and obviously, to give any plaudits and whatever to any of the games that we have mentioned, um, and any of your favourites as well, and any of your your great memories as you frequently do. So do feel free to give us a grab, give us your thoughts, tag us. But uh, unless Keith's got any more, no, no, which I don't think he has. No. All that's left for me is to say, thank God that's over. <laughs> Did well I done, do a good mate. job, Keith? You did a great did job, it. mate. You did it. Did it. Four, Smashed it. Four crude dudes and out. Four crude dudes and out. <laughs> Till next time. Adios. <laughs>